you a bitch, nigga. Yep. <laughs> you a bitch. You over here, what you... He was light-skinned? He was light-skinned. He was light-skinned. You light-skinned, curly head, good-looking, chiseled jaw-having motherfucker. You smooth-talking, smart, fresh, got all the new pairs of Jordans, athletic piece of shit. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks, aka Young One with himself. Special thanks to everyone out there joining us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. The God of me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you, Keon, as well. This episode is brought to you by. No, we do not have a business ad coming. This is brought, this is brought to you by. This is sponsored by Gratitude. We don't we don't use these things. We don't we don't have ad spaces that that we know of. We don't we don't take ad spaces that we don't know of that we don't dabble in. We don't know nothing of. I know something of gratitude, and that's going to be an underlining theme in this. I'm sure of it in a lot of different things we have to talk about. And if not, I'll find a way to make gratitude I, a part of those things. So I was about that's, to that's say, what this episode is say, brought to you cut, by. Cut me a check. Who is the who is the sponsor? Cut me <laughs> who, who is check. who is gratitude? <laughs> dot- <laughs> you trying yeah. you trying to get a check from like you just. That's what, yeah, you would want to do that. Well, I didn't. I didn't it, know, it just, it just wouldn't really, it just wouldn't really matter. Like who? <laughs> it just wouldn't. Like I'm at, like if it was just, like you could just have it be some, some, some coffee beans that that want to come and sponsor some coffee that you that you know nothing about because you don't drink coffee, you don't drink lattes, you don't drink cappuccinos, but you would just you would you would love to sell some some coffee beans on here. It wouldn't it wouldn't really matter to you, I guess. Fuck it. You want to take some sponsorships? We can find some sponsorships and go ahead and, and interrupt all of our good talk for the people. I'm sure they'll love that. Every like thirty <laughs> every thirty minutes we gotta talk about some some fucking dirt devil vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> or well, some, hold on. Look, 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 look. I'm not opposed to sponsorship. I do agree with you about it being something that I do fuck with. But I'm not opposed to, to any sponsorships at all. <laughs> all right, you heard it here, guys. First, we're about to, you're about to start getting hit with sponsorships. You're about to start getting hit with some with some commercials in between some little interludes. Or, all right, man, or what's going on? Okay, hold on. Let me, no, I was gonna say, or if Go anything, on. if somebody did want us to, you know, if if somebody wanted us to promote their shit, I would. If it's something that I know nothing about. I would, I don't know, I would at least want to start out with some type of fucking free sample to see if I even fuck with this shit or not before, well, yeah. you know what I'm I mean, I would, I would assume that that's what a sponsorship would do. If right. anybody on any level, but that's what people have started to learn more about business through this technological age. So mm-hmm. people are taking out ad space in all sorts of ways. I saw some fucking dude like Julian sent my sister and I some video on IG of this white dude. Couldn't have been over 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And he took out ad space on the back of his head. So he shaved his head 
and he just started he started like painting stuff into his hair like on the on the back of his head like he had a chipotle ad on the back of his head chipotle paid him to walk around with the chipotle logo and the chipotle name on the back of his head and just walk around people taking videos he's he's clearly has some sort of following yeah people finding all different sorts of ways to do it well um, you know what you know but you know what i was going to say like if let's say that if Google, or I'm sorry, not Google. <laughs> if YouTube, like if if this if these videos start taking off and YouTube decides, you know, they want to monetize this platform, I don't know that we have. I don't think we have a choice as to what they promote. I don't think that we get to choose. I think we get to choose like if it's in the middle of the video or the beginning or at the end or something like that. But I don't think there's a choice as far as what is advertised. I think they just. Who, you yeah, know, no, who, we're, we're, we're amateurs. We're yeah. amateurs. We're ignorant. And we don't know exactly how this yeah. space is run yet. And that's definitely something that we need yeah, to learn yeah, a lot yeah. more about uh, <laughs> in, the, in the upcoming months for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah listen, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm more so talking about the platforms asking you to take time out of the podcast right, right, and just right, speak right, right. on. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. like the next five minutes. And some of them might even try to give you some script. And say, you know, read these words. Uh-huh. My script is going to be better than their script. Just give me <laughs> like what it's going to be better. It's going to be better. So just but people, people again, people are understanding that art as wonderful as it is. It's it's starting to open up to people and people are opening up to more unconventional ways of doing things. And that's what has to happen. And that's going to be a lot of what I have to speak on later on, too. Uh-huh. So. If you're going to come to me because you you think that we can partner up together and I can sell some of your things, you're clearly coming to me for a reason. You're coming to me because you think that there's value in who I am and what I have to offer, what it is we do. So if that's the case, then just give me your product. You can give me. I don't want anything. I don't want any outline. Just give me the product. Again, give me a sample. Let me know exactly what it is that's going on. Let me get in tune with it and acquainted with it. And I'll write my own thing. You're coming to me because you like what it is we do here. So I'm going to do that, but with your product. Don't don't give me a script that some fucking old white dude in a suit wrote up there. And (laughs) like, like you're not about to have Tom like ghost write my shit. Right, right, right. No, that I doesn't know. Yeah, that, like he that doesn't I know my understand. voice. He don't. He doesn't know me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I can understand. Yeah, that's good. That part I can understand. Yeah. Yeah, but what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> By the way, so glad that you just asked me that, Keon. What's going on? All right. This may be the first time that the question of what's going on, how you feeling, what's how any of that has been directed to me from you. Maybe one of the, maybe, I mean, we've, this is like 49, but I'm pretty certain that I've asked you, how are you doing? I, I've just, I've been waiting here. I've been waiting for, I've been waiting for almost a year now to be at, to be asked how I'm feeling. <laughs> I've, been, I've been patiently waiting oh, for man. a year for my friend to ask me how I'm doing. I'm doing great. <laughs> thanks I'm, thanks I'm, for asking, I'm, man. I'm doing what fantastic. About, my what about family's happy. My family is happy. <laughs> the people don't know anything about us off camera. The family <laughs> is happy and healthy. No one's in financial ruin. 
people are still finding things that they they want to do outside of work. You know, hobbies very important. Uh-huh. I just went to a hobby lobby. I decided I was out yesterday, mm-hmm. and I decided to stop by a hobby lobby. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that is. Just fucking think of it. Don't be stupid. Like, what do you think a Hobby Lobby is? Like, it's like a, I don't know, maybe other it's, places it's, like TJ Maxx and stuff have it like that, little fun stores. Yeah. It's just a bunch of shit in a big warehouse. It's a bunch of little knickknacks and little iron caskets and pictures of cows' faces and pigs and flowers and little tapestries over here. It's just decorations, just a bunch of wild shit. And I just happened to go in there because I hadn't been inside of one. And I wanted to know, I wanted to know what the buzz was about. I wanted to know why people like to go. So I went with a friend. We walked in there because this person is, loves that type of shit. And I, and I think that this is just something that women, for the most part, I'm so, I know that there are a lot of men that go into the fucking Hobby Lobby and grab some stuff. But I feel like for the most part, this is women's thing. It's their shtick. Taking a bunch of stuff, putting it together, organizing, coordinating, making things look homely. You and I have had a place before. Anyone that's had a bachelor pad before with some of their friends, they know what it looks like compared to living with a woman. You know what that looks like. It was the bachelor plan worked for us. You improvise, yeah. you figure it out, you work with the bare minimum, you find you find a way around things. Definitely. Hobby Lobby's filled with a bunch of shit. I never want to go back. I never want to go back. Wow. So you didn't pick up a hobby while you were in there? It, see, that's the thing. It wasn't... See, this Hobby Lobby, it, that's what was weird about it, too. It didn't seem like a place where you go find a hobby. It wasn't like model cars and airplanes. That's, that's it wasn't exactly like, what I was thinking about. <laughs> that's what you're thinking of. No, it just ha- it was just mad decorations. It's just one of those places where you just go buy a bunch of weird, random items made out of different things, and, and you just place it in your house somewhere. So, yeah, I get, what you know, I get, I get the TJ Maxx reference now. Because when you go into TJ yeah, Maxx, like it's, it's really just... Yeah, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of decorations, like you know what I'm saying, like or or yeah. maybe more so a Home Goods. Like if you go into a Home Goods, which is this, you know, they're owned by TJ Maxx. See, the fuck. see, every yeah. everything that you're talking about lets notifies me that you're living a completely different life than I am. <laughs> just the fact that you yeah. go to a Home Goods or any of this stuff, I have my lights. That I need to see things in the dark. <laughs> I have refrigerator with food inside of it. I have a bed to sleep in. TV if I want to. And hold on a second. <laughs> All I'm saying is that th- this is the point that I'm getting at. For me, when it's time to move in with a woman, if that is of a time that arises, she will be taking care of everything that's not to say that if she doesn't want to you know run some things by me or wants me to participate in looking at some fucking color swatches for walls or things she's gonna put up like that's fine that's cool i will give that energy but she as gonna, far as me going out on, too? <laughs> no see hold on no 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 okay okay all right all right you know what i'm glad that you asked it because now you make it seem like (laughs) 
Like she's got to do all the work. Like, like she has to put the stuff up. She has to paint. She's got to build. Yeah, she's got to build any annexation to the house. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I will be a part of those things. But I'm not going to go out of my way to go be looking for small decorations and just makeshift peacocks made out of iron and copper to go place somewhere in the corner. Like, I'm just not doing those those things. But, yeah, if you need some help with something, like, I, will, I will be that. Yeah, of course. Nigga ain't putting together but no, I'm, furniture. I'm just, ain't painting no, no, no walls. No, 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 no. Ain't I'm just cooking not no into... Food. No, 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 I'm into, I'm into the doing, I'm into the doing things together to bond. That's what, that's one of the main reasons I love to cook. That's why cooking is in my, is in my top three date options. Ain't cook, ain't, ain't doing no laundry. Nah, nah, (laughs) (laughs) just living like a king, just sitting back. Just getting grapes, just getting grapes fed to me. Just ain't, waiting. Ain't, ain't never touched a vacuum. <laughs> I just gave Dirt Devil an ad like ten minutes ago on his podcast. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you talk, what are you talking about? Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's 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 nothing like that. I'm just not into the the ceaseless acquisition of random items just to have them around. I just don't, I just don't care. Don't well, I mean, think about it this way: What if it's not? What if it's not more? It's not. I don't see it as just having a sh- bunch of shit around me. It really yeah. adds to the ambiance. And I know that we, mm-hmm. I know that we've spoken more than once about how just how you feel being in, you know, in a clean home. I think it's kind of yeah. the same thing as far as how you decorate it. I think that also makes yeah. you feel a certain way too. How it looks in your home. You know what I'm saying? You might mm-hmm. see the, all these things as just trinkets and unnecessary, yeah. but all those yeah. things can really add value, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you, and I feel like that's that's one reason why some people do it, mm-hmm. and that's why I said I have nothing against. Like, if 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 the woman wants to go and and get some stuff, and also, by the way, if we're talking about being a unit for, because we're gonna have to talk about a budget. There's going to have to be a budget because these things come with price tags. So like to some degree, like you're going to have to stop at some point. Like you just can't just get just everything all the time. Just, just for the ambiance. I mean, listen, I don't know. I, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter because it, it, it probably won't happen at least for a long time. So it doesn't matter. I'm just talking <laughs> shit. It doesn't matter. What's going on with you, man? What's going on with you? Fuck, fuck me and my Hobby Lobby story. <laughs> Um, nothing, man. Just coming off a good V Day weekend. Um, you know, it was, it was. Oh shit! That did just happen. <laughs> yeah, yes, Valentine's Day. Yeah, yes, it yeah. Did. yeah. How? Yeah, how was, was that for you, buddy? <laughs> yes. Uh, it was. It was cool, man. You know, just got a got a nice hotel. Um, you know, ate some good food, had some good drinks. You know, had a good time. Um, I will tell you this though. One funny ass thing that uh that stood out to me is we were in the hotel. And Bad Boys 2 was on. And so, you know, good movie. I'm watching it. Okay. And, you know, it, 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 it's kind of late. It's kind of late. But at some point, she falls asleep. And I'm just sitting there watching Bad Boys 2. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm sitting here. And I'm just like, yo, this movie, I feel like, has been on for, like, three fucking hours. Like, I can't believe I'm still watching this. I swear this shit started at, like, 11 o'clock, maybe. 
And then it got, and, and I started thinking about okay. it. I'm just like, yo, I, for, I forgot. This is cable. This is cable television. There's mad commercials. Like, my oh. mind is so trained on streaming and shit like yeah. that that I'm just not even used to all these commercials. I'm sitting over here wondering, like, why is this movie still on? This shit been on forever. And That's why it's, and, and it's whack, isn't it? You don't like that, do you? No, I don't. Like, I'm just like, damn. Same, same reason why I don't want to have to take out this unnecessary ad space and just talk about whatever the fuck. Granny Smith apples in the middle of the podcast and have people having to listen to a minute and a half of me trying to sell apples to people. Because it's whack. You're like, Yo, what is this? Like, they were just in the middle. They were just in stride. They were just in stride. Like, a great conversation between you and I is the same thing as Will Smith running down the street with a shirt off trying to go save Gabrielle Union. And then, and then it cuts off to some pharmaceutical, some pharmaceutical company <laughs> that you got to now watch. You got to watch white people with golden retrievers walk walk uphills <laughs> with <laughs> with the, with the nice breeze in their face and shit like that when they're telling them, "Oh yeah, take Excedrafil. Well, it's gonna cure it's your sexual. your headaches and your heartache. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna cure your headaches, but then you're you're gonna." As soon as the headache's over, you're gonna shit yourself ceaselessly for the next week and a half. Like, like that's, <laughs> look, that, like, that's hey, look, what I have. That's what I have to watch now. Hey, that was a good one to. though, because if I didn't know that Excedrafil was fake, if I didn't know that you just made that up, I would believe yeah. that was a thing. So, <laughs> Ex- Excedra- Excedrafil. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that's I don't a good know one. How to- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. They're selling all sorts but, of crazy stuff. But out it's there. just it's so crazy um, to me. Go ahead. It's, it's so crazy to me how like subconsciously my mind has just been trained to not fuck with commercials anymore. Even though like I do mm. have Hulu and Hulu does throw ads oh. in there. You know what I'm saying? But most of the stuff that I watch doesn't have ads in it. You know what I'm saying? Like anything I'm watching on Netflix has no ads. Mm. I'm watching it on if I'm watching you know, something on Amazon Prime, it doesn't have any ads. And it's just like, I'm sitting over here watching cable TV. It's literally a thing of the past. It's a thing of the past. Like, it's, it got yeah, to the point where I'm just like, yeah, I'm like I can't believe this movie is still on. All these damn commercials. But yeah, man, outside, you know, Bad boys, that so has nothing movie. to do with Valentine's Day weekend. It just happened to happen during Valentine's Day weekend. Yes. But, um, yeah, so, you know, Sunday, went to brunch, had the mimosas, um, you know, had of me course. a nice uh, nice skillet um, from a spot called Jasper's in Largo. Um, I know that okay. you've never been there, but someone listening to this might recognize it. It's an awesome place. Um, I would I recommend okay. it 10 out of 10 all day. Yeah, with the, pri- with the price point looking like Bala. Uh, would you call it Jasper's? It's called Jasper's, um, but it's not very expensive. With the price we, point. It, you can go in there and get a great meal for like fifteen, sixteen dollars. It's not expensive. Oh. Oh, okay. What? Oh, you what? wasn't you wasn't going all out for the you wasn't going all out for the Valentine's Day. Nigga, you're right. I didn't even go into detail. I, you I didn't even I go into detail. <laughs> I, I didn't even go into detail. I'm just I'm just talking about you the wanna, brunch. Are you about to are you about to defend your case right now? No, I'm I don't need to. I don't need to. Because oh, okay. my lady I was had a hoping great that you didn't time. feel like that. My lady okay. had a great time and so did I. Yeah. So Okay. <laughs> That's that's great. That's great. I'm I'm glad yeah. I'm glad that you that you had a great time doing that. We did just talk about movies the other day. Yeah. If you would yeah. like to talk about movies, yeah, we can get into that. Bad Boys Two is a great movie. Absolutely. Um, 
great Actually, movie I've seen a lot of times, though. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, so it was kind of refreshing for me to watch it. Um, yes, I, you know, it, it was cool. It was cool. Um, before we get into that shit, I want to tell you about mm. another movie that I just watched. Um, it's called Wild, featuring Re- uh, Reese Witherspoon. You ever seen it? No. Um, can I tell you about it? it if, if I tell yeah, you about I mean, it, is I it going to? Are you like? Because I feel like you it, would like is it, it. going to make me not watch it? It depends on how much of it you tell me. Yeah, nigga. Like if you tell me if you tell me what happens in okay. the movie, I'm not going to watch the okay. movie. Right. <laughs> well, no I'm, not, me. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go that deep into it though. But basically, it's about this uh, this girl uh, named Cheryl who decides okay. she's going to hike the Pacific Crest Trail, which goes from, I think we we I think we spoke about it, a little bit about it already on, on another pod. But uh, she didn't hike the whole thing. She only hiked from like, like, from like California up to like Washington, which is only like 1,100 miles of the 2,000 plus miles that it is. Um, but she hikes it to okay. kind of go on a spiritual journey to kind of find herself, try to become a better person, uh, stuff like that. She goes through a bunch of trauma oh, yeah. before, um, before this hike. Um, and she goes through a lot of trauma during the hike. It's a lot of things going like on in the pray, hike. It sounds like Eat, lot. Pray, Love. I've never seen that. So I don't know. It sounds like Eat, um, Pray, Love. Oh, okay. But okay. but um, it's it's a really, it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie. I think you would like it. Um, I definitely think you would okay. like it. Uh, and, I, and I just want to point out this small fact here. So... The movie came out, I think, in 2012. One, did you know that you had to get a permit to hike the Pacific Crest Trail? I didn't know that. Um, I think that's some bullshit. Why can't a nigga just no. go out there and just do it? I think that's really dumb. Um, but yeah, you got to get a permit. But before that movie came out, they were only getting like maybe 300 or so permits. Uh, people were only purchasing like 300 mm. or so permits a year to hike this trail. After the movie yep. came out, there was like between sixteen hundred and three thousand permits bought a year to, for people to hike this that's trail. Wild. They call it that's the a, that's wild a, that's, effect. But um, the wild effect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah they they call it the just making making something hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Basically, yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, you made you made something hot. Some somebody. Right. Somebody out there in the limelight did something cool, and then at that point in time, everyone else thought, okay, now this is something cool to do. And we've seen that happen a million times. Remember back when we were all wearing jeans and T-shirts that were five times our size, and then Lil Wayne and a bunch of people and, and shop boys started getting on their rock on their rock boy shit, you know, their rock star type shit, and the wallet chain started coming out, and the skinny jeans from Hot Topic, everybody always made fun of when to start wearing those. And people start wearing Slayer shirts and a bunch of rock bands that they had never listened to in their whole life. Yeah, yeah, we've seen this happen a million times. I didn't hop on that. That's cool though. No, but that, but that's cool. (laughs) You didn't wait on which one? On on any of that rock star garb shit? Any of that? No, I wasn't wearing no wallet wallet chains and this. I didn't even start wearing. No, I didn't have no wallet chain. I had a wallet in my pocket. I didn't have no wallet chain, and I wasn't wearing no the, fucking slasher t-shirts. And all right, all right. The, I wasn't walking around with the, fucking kiss on my shirt. Like I, I didn't wear that stuff. Yeah, I think I was working. I think that was around the time I was. I think I was around the time I was working at Foot Locker. So you know, I was just I was wearing all the, the all the wallet, Foot Locker shit. 
the wallet still the wallet still goes you know i'm not gonna have you do that to the people and do that to me the wallet still goes in i didn't have pocket. a chain attached it's to it like that's all i'm saying the chain is now just hanging from your belt loop all of this. <laughs> that's all i'm saying like no my wallet was in my pocket i don't know what y'all niggas was doing swinging your wallet around <laughs> with the chain and all this shit like it was it wasn't that serious nigga. Like, niggas had, it wasn't that serious niggas had enough chain to jump rope out there nigga. Yeah, now some people did have the long chains, the, the, the super long chains that went down to like mid-calf and came back up. We, I wasn't doing all of that. Get that fucking wild that's, chain. Shut up, boy. That's fucking Shut hilarious. Shut up, boy. I knocked that toupee off your head, man. We about to re-release that song. <laughs> we might, we might have, we might they'll, have to re-release they it. They don't even know about, they don't know about that. Nah, they don't know nothing about that. If you, if you know, that. you know. Yeah, you know, but you about know. but about but about the movies. So we're going back to the movies, yeah, movies yeah, yeah. that you've you've been, we've been watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just brought up some great movies that uh-huh. you've seen. One of the reasons now we were talking about movies for some reason we got on movies that we've that we you see and then you kind of realize oh shit like that was a really great movie. I haven't seen it since it dropped, and reasons as to why you may not want to watch a great piece of art that you've seen before. Mm-hmm. And how that falls on our list. One, one of them for me. So this just this just happened to pop up and and arises my in my memory because you were just asking me. Well, if I tell you about this Reese Witherspoon movie, are you going to watch it? I still haven't seen the last Wolverine movie because of that motherfucker. I was having a conversation with, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, have you seen the last Wolverine movie? Like it's great." And I was just like, "Nah, man. Like I I really got to get on to it." He was like, "Yeah, man. Like I, I did not. I didn't." I just didn't know. I didn't expect him to die in the end. And I was just like, all right, nigga. So like the way he looked at me when he said it too, like he truly, he didn't know what he was doing. He's like, oh, I can't believe he died in the end. And I was yeah. just like, all right, nigga, like that's fine. Yeah. And it was three of us in a triangle having a conversation. And two of us just said we hadn't seen the movie. And then this one dude was just like, ah. Oh. So like, so, is that seriously going to so stop So that's one reason why I probably won't. Well, it, it deterred me at the moment because I was probably going to watch that movie within the week or so, mm-hmm. week or two, that, you know, after he had said this piece of information. So it deterred me at that moment. I was just like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch it now. And then and then at that point, you just continue on in your life and you other things pop up and you just forget about that. You just say, oh, I'm not even worried about going back to watch that now. That's all. It's just been now. It's just been so well, much time. Definitely it's so watch like it. it's, it's, I have every. Yeah. I have every single Star Wars movie in my house right now on DVD that a friend decided to give to me, lend to me. I've watched zero of them still. It's just a long series. It's a long series. It's a lot of work. And I know that I don't have to do it all at once, but it's, it's still just daunting looking at it. And I, I, I've talked about this before. But uh, but the movie that I brought up to you before, and this is this is a more specific reason, was Avatar. Now, let's go ahead and find out when this movie came out, because what I can tell you is that it was on my birthday that I went to see Avatar. My brother and my dad took me to see Avatar. This is 2010. So January 4th, 2010, I go to an IMAX 3D viewing of Avatar. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. The thing is, I have to go back and watch it because if you watch a movie, te- this is now 11 years ago that movie came out, which is wild. Yeah. It's, it's wild that it came out 11 years ago. 
I don't really remember it, right? Like, how can you really? Like, I know those big blue people that run around on different planets and, like, you know, you're putting on some sort of little system, some little VR kind of system that transfers you over to these other beings and then you're living this other sort of reality. Mm. But I don't remember the intricacies of the plot mm. and things like that. So I have to go back and watch it. But I know it's not going to be that IMAX 3D experience that I had the first time. I was running through the jungle with them <laughs> in 2010. Now I'm, you know, I'm going to be I'm just I'm just going to be looking at it in, in a much you know more standard definition way but but that's how i feel about avatar but i'm definitely willing to watch it again it's just sometimes things are just so great you have to give some time you have to give some time before you go back and try to experience it again and not only that but you have to make sure you're in the right mindset for it you got like the the ambiance like you were talking about go for it i i thought you were about to give some way deeper meaning as to why you didn't want to see it no, it's not even that deep. Do you have a deeper reason as to the movies that you don't watch that you know are great fucking movies from the past? Um, like, do you have a deeper meaning? I mean, I guess I just thought it was going to be something different than it was in 3D the first time, so I can't watch it in standard definition. I thought it was going to be more about the movie itself and not how it was presented. That's what I'm saying. Nah, it's definitely about the way that it was presented for me. Yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah. Sometimes um, you don't sometimes you don't want to you don't want to regress. You don't want to go back. Things were set up and given to you <laughs> and you want certain time. Sometimes it's hard to <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard to move backwards and still try it's not, to it's you know, not it's same. not gonna be a whack ass movie because you're it's not gonna be yeah, I know, definition. I know. I'm probably I'm probably just being stupid right now. Forget <laughs> about it. Fuck 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 me, right? Forget about it. It doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. Look, I came up with three movies. That um okay. that I don't necessarily I'm not in a rush to watch again. Um, so the first one is the Revenant. It's just it's 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 such a traumatic movie. Leo, like, so many things <laughs> go so wrong, huh? Yeah, yeah. so Every, many things go so wrong. wrong for that man in that movie. <laughs> like this man. This man had to sleep inside of a horse carcass, like like just so many bad. Th- and, and I'm sorry if you haven't seen it. Fuck you. It's been a long time. Um, this man, like his son, gets killed. Yeah, I was about to say, fuck that. We're not. We're not doing heartbreaking. Yeah, I was about to say, fuck that. We're not doing spoiler alerts for movies that came out eight years ago. Yeah, I'm not. No, we're not. Doing I'm not. That. Con- like, if I'm you not haven't concerned. seen a movie, I'm like, not concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and no, then you know the grizzly bear attack, like the grizzly bear attack, like it's so many bad things happen to that man. Like it's such a great movie. Um, I just, I'm not pressed. I'm not pressed to to go back and watch watch that again. Another one that I want to point out is precious. Mm. Precious is it's, it's a, it's a good oh, movie. All right. And what, 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 you about, what you think? <laughs> I listen, I, I think I have recollection of watching that. I, I definitely remember scenes. Uh-huh. I, I like, I remember Monique winning whatever award she was yeah. winning for being best supporting a complete actress. bitch. Best supporting. Yeah, actress. she was. She. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I get that. But damn, she really killed that. Now, nah, like, I'm going. I'm thinking. 
Like Monique really, <laughs> really embodied that character in the way that you think that she did. A, a very disturbed, traumatized, hurt soul and mother would. Like that's exactly what you like. She she was the epitome Absolutely. of it. She was she played the archetype perfectly. Jeez, Louise. Absolutely. Why won't you watch it? Why won't you watch it again? Absolutely. Or why haven't or, or why haven't you? Um, it's, like not. it's it's just another traumatic film. Like I can only watch. Oh, oh, you've been no, taking listen. on a lot. Yeah, yeah, I can only watch a sad ass film, but so many times. Like I don't, oh. I don't care to to see Precious getting raped by her father and Monique hating yeah. her fucking guts for it. I don't care uh, to know that Precious' father gave her HIV due to all the racism. I don't care oh. to see that you know one. I think I think I, I might. I, this might be a little foggy, but I think one of her kids ended up having the HIV due to that. Like I don't, Ooh. I don't, I don't care to see Monique berating the shit out of her, calling her a fat ass bitch all through the fucking movie, <laughs> like. Like I just I got it. like it's okay. I saw it. I don't need. I don't. I don't need to see it again. I don't. I don't. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> all right, here we go. Controversy. You just what? hey, listen. You open this up. All right. Okay. I'm just here. I'm just along. For, I'm just along for the ride. Any okay. last words? That's why. I feel like there is a division amongst the blacks. Amongst, amongst, amongst the Negros, okay. When it comes to a lot of these, these Civil War type of movies, these slavery movies, these us versus them type of movies, because if anything, we all know that we're we're trying to be on the road to unification. We're trying to bring some people together. This there there be movies dropping where it ain't unifying nobody. It ain't gonna happen. Some of these movies coming out right now ain't gonna happen. Whatever this new Spike Lee movie coming out is, I forgot the name of it at the moment, but it's not is not unified. I'm pretty certain it's the one where the I don't know if you've seen the coming attractions, but it's pretty much this 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 black guy gets pulled over by some white cops. White cops, you know, they have an altercation with him, ended up shooting his innocent child. I, you I know, know what I mean? He was probably like I know what you're talking. He was like a teenager or something like that. Yeah, kill the guy. And then now the black guy, you know, later on comes and sort of kidnaps or, or you know, apprehends this police officer. Now he's interrogating him, all sorts of shit. I understand the vision. I understand the emotion behind the vision. I understand it all. But it's one of those things where a lot of people are like, we can't keep watching these things because all it's going to make me do is walk out the movie theater and slap the first white person that I see the very first one. And so when you're talking to me about precious in, in the revenant and how these things are barreling down on your soul and how it just brings such dismay because you can't take on all these emotions again and again. I feel you. I feel you. Some people just like, oh, I don't want to go see that movie. Like I get it. And I want to support, I want to support, but I don't know how, how I'm going to be able to deal with it. I don't know how my individual psyche is going to be able to wrestle with the fact um, that I'm looking at all of this violence and hate on the big screen 
for two hours and then I got to go out and just live life like I didn't like I didn't just get fired up by that because because movies are emo- <laughs> they're emotional they can move you they can sweep yeah. you yeah uh, so and I'm I, glad that you brought up slavery I'm glad you brought up slavery movies because I was actually going to give an honorable mention to Twelve Years a Slave I've never actually seen it and I don't want to so there's that. An <laughs> <laughs> honorable mention that I haven't seen Twelve Years a Slave. I'm certain that there's some. What are some other ones? Yeah, I, I... like, yeah, like I, I just don't yeah, know. What... Like I get, I know. I'm with you. Like, what do you? I don't... Like, I get it. I know. I know what slavery was. I know. I get what they were doing. This is just another take on another slave. You know that. Like, I, I get it. That... <sighs> Wait a minute. Is that what? Was twelve years a slave like a like a specific slave that we know? I feel like it was. I feel like this is someone we're supposed to. I don't fucking know. I I didn't see it. it I didn't read about it. Mm. <laughs> all, all I know mm. is is the guy was a slave for twelve years. As far as all I know. Yeah. And then and look, uh, yeah. I just I heard about a part in the movie where oh yeah where definitely he had to yeah like, it definitely was it. 2013 biographical period drama adaptation of the 1853 slave memoir, 12 Years a Slave by Solomon Northrup. So this was, yeah, this was a New York state born free African-American man who was kidnapped in Washington, D.C. by two con men in 1841 and sold into slavery. Mm, So that's a that's a different twist. That's a Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a different twist. It's not. I get it. I get it. That's different. That's that's a little different. It changes doesn't things. Ma- doesn't a make me want to see it. <laughs> doesn't make me want to see it. No, Look, I mean, okay. I, I heard about a scene in the okay. I heard about a scene in the movie where this nigga oh. had to like walk his wife up to the master's house so that so that the master could rape her, and then he had to come back <sighs> and hit her. After I heard about that, I was like, I don't want to see this shit. Uh, yeah, so when you when you really get into the depths of slave, like when people when because people don't one people have a hard time dealing with truth, period, just in their own lives. Like, what is truthful? What is really going on? How do people really feel? What like how are how are you truly conducting yourself? How do people really feel about you? People don't really like truth, period. So when you start talking about something as dark and as deeply dark as slavery was, when you talk about the master raping, having having the guy bring his wife, rape her. They might, depending upon, listen, I'm sure it happened, might have you watch, right, Maybe. as you rape them, impregnate the woman. Now I'm going on my own story. Impregnate the woman. Look. Have have a child, clearly, because that happened a lot. Yeah, we exactly. We got light-skinned people. Exactly. Right? <laughs> okay. Have them rape the woman. Have them make them have the baby, and and maybe sell that baby, sell that child, mm-hmm. you know, or sell some other child that those two slaves already have together. Mm-hmm. When you talk about having to just watch your child, your son, your daughter on the on the auction block, and have them sold off to the highest bidder, and then they're just taken away on some fucking carriage to, to never be seen again, while you're sitting there and your wife is being. 
Yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, once they're gone, there is not a chance of them being like, it's a wrap. You're not Neam Leeson with this particular set of skills that's about to go find <laughs> them later on. Like, none of that is happening. They're taken. They're gone forever. It's it. Yeah. No, nah, that's that's definitely deep. And I can understand. I don't go out of my way to watch those things. I don't I don't fault people for doing but I it's just not really this is not really my bag. Listen, I'm not getting really my nothing bag. out of that but a bunch of hateful thoughts. <laughs> Again, this part this podcast is brought to you by gratitude. You can find gratitude in all these different things and I understand why they would be, you know, revered the way that they are and supported the way that they are. It's just not for me. Right. That's that's it. That's it. That's all I have to say about the movie thing. If you had another movie you wanted nah, to speak I'm good. about, I'm good. Okay, you want to move on? You want to move on to something else, buddy? Yeah, man. What do we? What do we? What do we? What do we got? What, what's calling to you, sir? Uh, what is calling to you? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What has gratitude brought us today? What has gratitude brought us today? Matt. Oh yeah, I was about to say yeah. You want to? You want to talk about the yeah. things that we're that we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So, um, so, so, you want me to- so we wanted to talk about some things that we forget to be thankful for, because if you, you know, if you have the opportunity to live a very fruitful life, there are certain there are things that you forget to be thankful for, whether it be, you know, well, probably just subconsciously, because uh, that's the way that I feel about it. Um, so do you want me to just go through all three of mine or you want to go back and forth? Does it matter? Well, well, yeah. Let me first say my little bit before okay. you you gotcha. go, and we and we can go back and forth. So, for me, you're right. We I did say let's come up with three, but for me, I I knew from the jump I could name any three things because I like you said I think that we are just subconsciously ungrateful for things. Mm-hmm. I think that it's sort of the human condition. You forget to truly be grateful and appreciate things the way that they are because. How do you not become accustomed to things? How do you not start to take some things for granted and, and yeah. start thinking, start thinking towards the future like you were looking at the past? Right. This is the way things have been for me. So these are the way things are most likely going to be for me in the future. Now, again, I say with the, the pandemic and a lot of other things, a lot of people's worlds have been shaken up and they are realizing a little bit more. Oh, I actually don't control everything in the universe. Mm-hmm. I actually don't control the job market. I actually don't control the the happiness level of everyone. Everyone's at, you know, depression is quadrupled here in America. Like I ha- I don't I don't control all of these different factors that are being thrown at me every day in life. Yeah. Um so for me I think that we're getting further and further away, and this is actually going to come up in some topics later on too. We're just getting further and further away from truly counting our blessings, from looking around at the things that we are and the things that we have and the things that we do and just the capability in itself of being able to experience any of this at all. Right. Like we just forget to be grateful for it. Um, so I was reading that book, Learning to Think, Thinking and Learning to Think by Nathan C. Schaefer, I believe it was called. Um, 
And they talk about the stream of consciousness, the stream of thought in that book, where say you might take time to really be thinking about something, whether it could be, you know, you're, what you're going to be doing in Valentine's Day is December. You're thinking about what you're going to do in Valentine's Day. You want to make it special or something like that. Or you're thinking about where you want to be in life, whether it's physical. Like, I, you know, what? I really this new year, I want to get in the gym. I want to be healthier. Or you're thinking about schooling and you're thinking about who you want to be mentally and what sort of information it is you need to intake in order for you to open up the opportunities. Whatever the case may be, whatever thought processes you're having, they there's like this constant stream that they sort of talked about in this book where you can have your conscious thoughts about it, where you're really sitting down consciously trying to think of ways to look at it and express it and understand it. And then there are times when you're sleeping or you're having conversation with someone or you're not consciously trying to think about it. But if you're paying attention and you're experiencing things, it's going to be these small little tidbits taken and put into that stream over time. And that stream of thought is still working through time, even if you're aware of it or not. There's small little things. And then, so when people say they just had an idea, like something just hit them, that light bulb goes off. And they're like, oh, it just came to me. When people say, oh yeah, it just came to me. Kind of, but not really. It's more so you've been thinking about it through time and there have been a bunch of things in life that tie into it that maybe you haven't been so aware of, but your mind stream has slowly been interweaving these things together right, in a more subconscious way. And then at a certain point in time, something was birthed out of it. So there's like work being done when work isn't being done is pretty much what I'm saying. And so, and I've been aware of this, there's been a slew of conversations, things that I've watched, things that I've read that have amounted to the gratitude we're talking about today and why I feel like we need to talk about it. So, Again, I knew that I could pretty much pick anything because at some point in time, I'm ungrateful for that shit. Like I'm just not I'm not truly looking at it for all of its power that it has. But I would like you to start first. First thing you tend to be ungrateful for, Keon Harris, go. So the first thing I chose was, and I'm going to break this down in a couple different ways, was being able to have a full refrigerator of food um and when i think about that i even think about when i don't have a full refrigerator of food and there's a bunch of shit in there and i simply just say oh there's nothing in here that i want you know what i'm saying and i'm and when you really think about that i'm just like nigga there's food Mm. in here you just don't want to make it like really like that's that's where that's where it stops you know what i'm saying and, yeah. and when I and even on top of that, I'm thankful for not living in a food desert. There's a lot of people in this country and probably around the world that live in food deserts. Um, they don't have access to a fucking Wegmans. You know what I'm saying? I can drive 15 minutes to a Wegmans right now if I want to. There's a lot of people. <laughs> they don't. Not only do they have access, they just you know they they can't get to one. A lot of people are relying on you know, little mom and pop shops that don't have everything. A lot of people buy all their food at a, at a, at a dollar tree and have to have to rely on, on canned goods. They don't have fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? So when I think about having a 
full refrigerator of food and even being able to, to spend the money to pack my refrigerator of food. I don't think about it. I hate grocery shopping. I don't even I don't even like grocery shopping. So it's like when right. I think about like I have the privilege to not even fuck with grocery shopping. <laughs> that is yeah. like think about think about this shit. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I'm so glad you said that, man. That is a really that That is a very, really- very observant thing. That yeah. is very observant of you. Yeah. I can I have the luxury of not even fucking with going and getting the nutrition that my body needs. Like, I don't even care to do it. Oh man. I, I, I have to do Fear it. That's just, the thing. I have to do it. Like if right. I if I could afford some Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like and now don't get me wrong, because I know there's a bunch of shit like like Instacart and stuff like that that you can use. So maybe I'm just a little behind the times. Or maybe I'm just too too mm. cheap. To, to pay the delivery fee and tip a nigga for going to grocery shopping. Maybe that's it. You know what I'm saying? But if I could just, you know, yeah. make my groceries fucking appear, I I, I would. I, I don't like grocery shopping. I just don't. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't like stopping to get gas. I have the privilege of saying yes. that I don't <laughs> like to stop and get gas to put in my car that I have that I can afford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you don't, you don't, you you got you got the privilege to say that you don't you don't want to be gassed up. <laughs> you don't want to be you don't you yeah. don't want to be, you don't want to get gas. You don't want to buy gas. You up? Right, right. Uh, we'll talk about that. That's fucking hilarious. Um, the first okay. So so is that you? You're done on your that, spiel of yeah. That of, was my first one. That was definitely my first. One. That's that's one which is that was one. Gro- gro- yeah, food. Okay, um, I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open up this book for my first one. My first one. So I'm going to my poetry book. That I opened up. I'm opening up a couple books today that I haven't opened up in a little while. First one is the poetry book. I'm going to read. Which one am I gonna read? I, I've picked up two. I'm gonna read a, a little poem here. Here we are. This is to a friend. By Grace Stricker Dawson. Could be Stryker. I don't know. Probably Stricker. <laughs> Here we go. You entered my life in a casual way and saw at a glance what I needed. There were others who passed me or met me each day, but never a one of them heeded. Perhaps you were thinking of other folks more. Or chance simply seemed to decree it. I know there were many such chances before, but the others, well, they didn't see it. You said just the thing that I wished you would say, and you made me believe that you meant it. I held up my head in the old gallant way and resolved you should never repent it. There are times when encouragement means such a lot. And a word is enough to convey it. There were others who could have, as easy as not. But just the same, they didn't say it. There may have been someone who could have done more. To help me along, though I doubt it. What I needed was cheering. And always before, they let me plod onward without it. 
You helped me to refashion the dream of my heart and made me turn eagerly to it. There were others who might have. I question that part. But after all, they didn't do it. Okay. My first thing I tend to be ungrateful for. Again, I could have named anything because at some point I'm ungrateful for it. Friends. 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 Real ones. Real friends. I don't know how many of you guys out there know what that is. If you do, it's a great feeling. When you really, really think about it, I've had conversations with uh, with Duty recently. We were talking about our senior year, which we do every now and again, high school, what it was. And then when I talk to other people, I keep forgetting that there was just this other side of the spectrum where people fucking hated every single day. I know these people that hated every day of going through high school. It was it was hell every single day going to these places where they felt out of place. No one liked them. Maybe they were bullied. Maybe it was like the worst time in their life because they had terrible things going on at home with their family. Whatever the case may have been, it could have just been a terrible time for various reasons for people. I made so many friends in school. I had such a sense of community. I knew that, well, I didn't fucking like the books or what I was learning or the way they were teaching or whatever the case may be. But I knew that when I got there, there was some fun to be had. There was some people I could talk to. There was some, there were, I was running around trying to grab ass. There was some ass to grab. There was, there was <laughs> something. <laughs> that's, that's all high school. That's Listen, all it was was hang out with your friends. And, 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 you know, go to parties, go to sporting events. And the entire time your dick is hard, minus the hanging out with your friends. (laughs) That's just what it is. It's just a different, it's just a different thing. You're just running around. Ass is like, it's so crazy. Like thirst. Thirst is wild. (laughs) Just for one second, just, just thirst is just a, a wild thing. Just getting in this. This nasty mode where just ass is everything. If you high school is that time, it just it just it shines brightly. The thirst. It's in it's insane the things you'll do. But anyway, neither here nor there. What is both here and there is that I had a great time in school and that I made a lot of friends and I made all the friends that I have today. I met friends in, in middle school that I have today, and then you know, you and RJ knew you guys since middle school. You know, Duty and Mikey knew them since high school, early on. So growing up with friends and knowing that you have people to call on, people have been there for you, there's ever been a fight or a scuffle, people have been there, you ever needed people to talk to on things. You, it, it, it's different when you know, I'm never just going to be asked out on the street because I have friends and family. <laughs> These loved ones, they mean way more than I think people <clears throat> give credit to and. And not only just the like the deepest of friends, too, but I honestly think that people sort of undermine acquaintances and the small people, people at the coffee shop giving you the coffee or the dude at the car wash place or whatever. Wherever you go frequently where there are just certain people you gain, like this really small modicum of friendship with them. All of that shit means something. And that's another thing that I think the pandemic has taught us just how closely knit we truly are and how you start to just miss the small people, quote unquote, that were in your life. So friends, friends, close ones, loved ones, those those things, I think it definitely 
we we tend to find ourselves ungrateful for. Absolutely. That's what I got. Yeah. Yep. I, I actually thought about the same one. I just decided not to use it, but I totally agree. That's fine. Um, yep. So the next one that I chose was my general health. I, I walk this earth every single day just being me and just, you know, just living. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't I don't ever take the time to think about, you know, there's a lot of things that can attack the human body in this world. A lot of things can go wrong at birth. A lot of things can happen to us. Um, I have my sight. I have my hearing. I have my arms, my mm. legs. You know what I'm saying? Like I have all these things, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that I'm been grateful enough to to you know about being right. able to just live a normal life. I like I'm not even allergic to shit mm-hmm. that I know of. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't have any allergies. Like I don't. I don't, I don't have any of that stuff that normally plagues people. You know, I don't have like I, I think mm-hmm. that I, I, I deal with maybe a little bit of anxiety on a on a on a smaller level. But there are people that have really bad anxiety that have to take drugs, you know, to keep themselves stable. Like, I don't have any of that. Like, I'm out right. here just living just a very normal you know, I just yeah, like everything is intact, everything works. Yeah, like and I don't, right, I don't right, think right. about that enough because at any given fucking time that can change. You know. Yes. Yeah. The other day, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I had like some fucking like irregular heart palpitation. Where like, <laughs> really? You know, like I no, was talking about this. Yeah, like have you ever? So yeah, I, have, I have. You know, when you <laughs> see on movies, whenever someone's about to like go into cardiac arrest. Just like grab the shit out their chest, and it seems like they're trying to like really like grab their heart. Like, oh mm-hmm. god, mm-hmm. that is a realistic response to what that may feel like. That is <laughs> what that because I had I had something for like a second and a half. It was just like some like just like a quick pain in my chest, and I just like grabbed my chest and was like, oh. <laughs> but it was, but it was. I was like, oh, what was that? But it was just like for a second. In in that time, and and this is this is the human condition I'm talking about is that you always take things for granted. You all you never you never appreciate things until they until they're gone, until they're taken away, right? Mm-hmm. Truly, truly. So when that happened in that second, right after that second, I was thinking, holy shit, this is some that one second of pain that I just had, sheer jolting pain. That's something that someone has has experienced on a much on a much longer, yeah, more severe level yeah, than definitely, that. Definitely. And and I, I'm just <laughs> thinking, holy shit. We are we all people always think that it, it'll never, it's not gonna happen to me. I'm not really thinking about it. Like, why no, it very well could. Any of these things, any of these traumatic, these terrible things that could happen, whether it be like some shooting out somewhere, some regular ass places, people just went to the mall thinking they were gonna go get fucking shoes, and then some some crazy dude pulls up with a gun. And airs it out. You never would have thought it'd have been you. It's the same exact thing. Is that things can switch on you like that? And so you're right. We wouldn't think about all of these things. We wouldn't think about all these detrimental things that we may or may not do to our body, whatever the case may be. It was like, oh, ain't nothing happened yet. I'm good. Right. I'm cool to go. I actually just told um 
as he told a friend about this the other day, when I went and, and boxed Big Smokey J all those years ago, I went out and we went out on this. It was like tennis courting to go box. And when we boxed, I took my shoes off. I didn't, I didn't want shoes on. I don't know for what reason I wanted to take my shoes off. I don't know why I did that. But there was a little bit of gravel on the ground. No slice. And <laughs> this rock, this small rock, like like kind of inserted itself. It like jutted up into my in my my big toe, my left big toe. And I never went because this type of dude, I, I, I got to start doing better. I never went and gotten it taken out of my toe. To this day? So, no, to this day. So for a long time, there was just like this little itty bitty bump. Like I, if I walked for too long, which, you know, my job entails, uh-huh. by the end of the day, my fucking foot was on fire. Like it was, it was really, it's like sharp pain in my toe. Mm-hmm. After a while, that shit just went away. It just stopped. I was probably okay. doing that for like five years. My like my foot would hurt. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> for like for like five years, I was walking around and my left foot hurt all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I yeah, but I never did anything about it, and now and it just went away. Probably about seven months or uh, seven months or so ago. <laughs> seven months. This but you're right. No, the point is you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but the point of but the point of it is, is yes, you're right. We don't we don't think about it enough, and we we're just so fucking stupid. <laughs> we're just so <laughs> stupid. Just the fact that we won't just look at things. It just we can't just continuously look at things and be like, wow, this is really amazing that I'm able to participate in whatever this is right now. My next thing, heat, heat HVAC, heating, air conditioning. <laughs> it's That's a good wild. So you know that in this apartment unit, mm-hmm. for some reason or another, I was calling the, the companies. I was calling. First of all, so our fucking our, our bill started to go through the roof. I'm talking about like four hundred dollars. You didn't know what I was talking about. Nobody in, in, on the planet knew what I was talking about. People with big single family homes telling me that their electricity bill was like 150, 200 tops, you know, depending upon how they were using stuff. But yet my two bedroom, two bathroom unit was hitting 400. I'm calling the leasing office. They're giving me a bunch of bullshit talking about, oh, it has nothing to do with heating. Heating and electricity has nothing to do with, um, or heating and, and air conditioning has nothing to do with your electric bill. Like that wouldn't be it. I'm just like, how do you tell this ball face? Like, what are you talking about? How does that have nothing to do with the electricity? What do you, mm-hmm. what do you talk? Anyway. So then, then I call the, the, the fucking company and they're telling me that the meters looking good. Everything's fine. Like there should be no reason. So we cut, we cut the heat off. We Yay! cut the heat off Yay! when, when it started, when it started to get cold out this season, right now, now it's back on things are fixed, but you know, there was a point in time when we cut it off. I think you came in here one of them days and was like, yo, it feels like outside in here. Yeah. And I think you might have left early. You were like, yeah, I'm not sticking around here. Like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on in this house. There was a point in time. I'm triple socked up, sweatpants, T-shirts tucked in the pants, hoodie on top of it, scarf, hat, breath coming out. You can see the breath in the air. My toes are still cold. My hands are cold. I was watching... The Wire, 
the duty. Because I think I told you we started watching The Wire again because I haven't really seen it. I got to go back and watch it again. Yeah, neither have I. I need to. I, great show. I, great I, show. I've probably seen like two episodes. Oh, yeah, it's a great show. Um, I couldn't even focus on the show. That's how <laughs> damn cold it was in the house. I was so cold. I'm like swaddled up. And I'm looking at the TV and I'm realizing I, I I don't even know what happened on the screen for the last five minutes because all I'm all I'm focused on is how cold I am. But I'm still in a house. It's better than outside. Like it's still, like I'm still in a house. But, you know, just finding gratitude in the fact that I can live in a home and not have to go like fight those elements like that. If you've ever been in a car, you've ever had a car. I've had shit cars in my life. Yeah. Great times, though. I, I found gratitude in having those shit cars. Mm. Honestly, when you come up from the bottom, you find gratitude. Like there is a lot of beauty and gratitude that is found when you get the shit, when you get the diamond out the mud. Mm. Honestly, if you've driven around long distances in the summertime, or if we're talking about 80 degrees, 90 degrees and you have no air conditioning, and you're sitting at a stoplight for five, ten minutes. You in traffic, bumper to bumper. You can't. You can't even get any airflow. You just sitting there in a hot box, bro. <laughs> it's not. It's not tight. It's not tight. It's not cool at all. Do you? It's uh, not. Do you remember when me, you, and TX? went to Cheesecake Factory out in Dulles Town Center and we took my car, which had no fucking heat in it. And we were freezing all the way to Dulles Town Center and back. Oh, I don't necessarily remember. Uh, that makes, I, I kind of, kind of, vaguely, it makes sense. It seems like something we would do. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, if you wanted to get somewhere, you're going you gonna to do it. Yeah, this is back when I had the Saturn. So we were probably like maybe oh. like 17, 18, like... And we, we went freezing to cold. Yeah, we went to Cheesecake Factory out in Dulles Town Center, and my fucking heat did not work, and we was freezing all the way there and back. <laughs> Terrible. See that's see see that's the thing. In in the hot, you can do something if you're moving. You can get the airflow. You can get something. It's gonna be some hot air, but it's gonna be some airflow, something happening. Yeah. If you're cold. And none like you. You're gonna wear out whatever you're gonna put on, but past that, there's not really much you can do to generate heat in the car, right? Like, in a way right. that isn't weird. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's, yeah, there's nothing you can do there. So yeah, a, yeah. So yeah, H, HVAC systems for me is is my second. What, what's your what's your third? So Jeez, this one, I this one I. I felt a couple of different ways about. Okay. My conscience. Um, I think I, I think I underestimate how much my conscience has helped me out throughout my life. And I think mm. I forget to be thankful for that because my conscience has gotten me out of a lot of trouble. Just being able to use it and be like, okay, Keon, is this what we're going to do? Or is this what we're going to do? You know that I've spoken right. about this all. I've, I've spoken about this many mm-hmm. times. Um, so I think I forget to be thankful for that, and I and but I'm also I'm I'm also thinking about the fact that 
I think that my conscience has also held me back in certain ways, in ways in which I did not take a risk and I did not get the reward. You know what I'm saying? So I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little back and forth with how I feel about my conscience. Um, but I still think that I'm not as grateful for it as I should be. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, because you, yeah, probably because you see, you see people making. We talk about people, you know, why do these niggas exist? We've talked about people making all sorts of decisions, and we wonder week after week how their discernment got them to that point. Like, mm-hmm. how did your, like, how is it that your mind told you this was the best option, right, right to take? But yeah, my mind's got me over here. Like, what the fuck were you thinking, right, right? So. So you clearly see the good parts of your conscience, right? When when it comes into play and you're thinking, well, clearly, especially now that you're taking an ethics class, it may be something that you're thinking about a little bit more and more, mm-hmm. right? The ethics that you hold, the values that you hold that were passed down to you from your parents, how you feel about things morally when you're about to do anything right. like that, that make that makes sense. So yeah, that, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. That definitely resonates with me. You want to, you want to be able to have that. You want to have appreciation for it because you know that if you didn't have it uh, you just oh my god there's just way too many instances i was actually having this conversation with someone the other day too there are way way too many instances in life where something happened and you're just thinking this at any point in turn, if any small factor would have been tweaked in this story, mm-hmm. it could have gone way left. Right. And when I mean way left, that means I could have got my ass whooped. I could have got killed. I could have been put in jail. I like there could have been a smorgasbord of disastrous things on the table for me. Right. Had anything been changed or tweaked to any degree. So yeah, you're being able to make valuable in in well thought out discernments on things using your conscious yeah like that's the, i get it that makes sense last thing i have is the touch let me not say the touch let me no i mean this goes into it but the affection from a woman mm. talked about this before with incels and how they're bred how they come to be, how they are born into this world. And it is like the rest of us through experience and lack thereof. Okay. So we have happened to be very happy in that regard. Okay. A woman's affection is different than your niggas that you're hanging out with. Right. extremely different. There are just certain things that you want to go and talk to your lady about, whomever it is you may be courting, that you don't want to talk about with your niggas that are just going to make a joke of it or whatever the case may be. They're not going (laughs) to take it as seriously. And if they are, maybe they're not necessarily going to have the insight or allow themselves to be as vulnerable with the information that you're giving them. Right. And then be able to be able to reciprocate in a fruitful way that's going to elevate the conversation or the well-being or the bonding between both people. Uh, Yeah, I got I got to I got to give it up 
I got to give it up to ladies for that. Yeah, nah, for sure. Definitely giving it up to the ladies for, for, for being there, being solid, being able to have intelligent, uh, you know, emotional, vulnerable conversation, as well as the, you know, the, the touch of a woman, because that 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 matters. <laughs> that matters. It's not even about having sex. It's not even about the fucking aspect. Yeah. That is important. That is an aspect. And I think through all the conversations and stories I've told, people know that I feel that way. Yeah. That is a thing. But it's just about them people, you know, women feeling comfortable enough to be around you and have these sorts of conversations and stuff like that. It's just about the essence. It's just about the essence of what women bring. And if you're just if your life is devoid of that, it, I could definitely see you, you know, being a bit angrier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see you being a bit angrier and rough around the edges and just fucking perturbed easily. And yeah, I can see all that. Absolutely. So that's that's yeah. So that's mine. Shout out to the ladies. Um. So you gave. So we gave three and three. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to the ladies. Uh. Shout out to gratitude yet again. Thank you, our sponsor, gratitude for the day. You <laughs> just spoke about. <laughs> You just spoke about how you do not like to go. Yeah, I'm turning this into a segue. How you don't like to go get gas. Yep. Boom. See what I did there? I like it. You don't like to go get gas. You don't like to get gassed up. We're moving on to the next topic. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do another segment of explain that phrase. Explain that slang. Yep. Okay. What we chose today is gassing a nigga up. <laughs> gassing gassing someone up what is it what does that person mean when they say i don't hey don't gas him up don't 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 even gas him up don't even do that right now or oh yeah i mean shit i mean get, go ahead gas me yep. gas me yeah damn fresh gas me <laughs> what does it mean to gas someone up keon would you like to i mean you just cars um, are easy you can just do it that so, way so hold on you said what Get, I mean, cars, if you just wanted to say, oh, clearly, you know, related to cars, we pump so, cars full of gas. Gassing someone up, in my opinion, is basically, let you know, you see them for what they are, but you want to point out something specific about them or maybe something specific that they just did or something that you want them to do. So you start putting these phrases and ideas <laughs> in their mind, telling them that they are this and they are that and Blah, 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 whether it is true or it is not. Um, <laughs> I love this segment. I love this segment. I love this. We're going to have so much fun with this. Gassing someone up is such a funny fucking thing to do. Yeah. You're, fuel, you're fueling the fire. That's yeah, what it is. You're fueling the machine. You're further encouraging. And like you said, whether it's true or not, you're further encouraging whatever the fuck it is you think this person has or whatever it is you want them to do. We've seen this in many different ways. It could be someone fighting someone. Mm. Well, you're gassing them up. What you what you gonna let them? You gonna let them talk to you like that, like, nigga? Come on, you know you you ain't even that tight, like man. Listen, I think you could you might want to go over there and do that. You could definitely put him on his pockets, nigga. You could <laughs> definitely go put him on his pockets. Like you're gassing this person up. This person's not about the street life. This person does not want to go fight, but you're gassing them up. We have known people to do this, gassing people up to go get in a fight with some people that they don't need to be fighting. We've probably all seen that mm -hmm. gassing someone up, further mm -hmm. encouraging someone to go do something, whether it may be true or not. Now we're both going to share something that correlates or aligns with the gassing up phenomenon. 
that we have all seen at some point in time. I'm going to give you, I could do, I could do two. Mm-hmm. Both of them you will like. Okay. One of them, one of them is about me. I was gassed up by external components because I feel like you can just get gassed up on drugs and alcohol. That can gas you up. That can be the, the fuel that, te- that speaks to your mind and tells yeah. you, oh, you can definitely do this and get away with it. Oh, you can definitely, yeah, like, you can do whatever you want. That's external gassing up, right? Like, that would actually be some real gas. Some, and then you clearly have other people telling you that, I guess, clearly also external, but you, you have people telling you. And, th- and that story is about someone else being gassed up in more so of the way that I just, you know, formally explained, which would be get out there and get get to it. Get to them niggas. Oh, they oh they talking oh they talking to you crazy oh no get out, get out, get out there get out there and get to them you know what I mean so I got oh, two man. I, listen if you want I can do both and, and and like and give you yours in the middle again one of them is me and it's a wild story and I always forget how wild my stories are until someone oh, tells me that man. they are oh, so God. so someone told me that this story was super wild and I was like okay I'll I'll tell it I'll tell it in an in an alleged way like. I didn't really do it, but if I did do this story, that would be wild. Uh-huh. And then, and then again, clearly, I have Big Smokey J. So it's up to you. It's up to you because I know which one you were thinking also. But I got you know, but uh, I got I got this Big Smokey J one, okay. and I got I got mine. Okay. So, but but that's funny though. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's funny yeah. though. So <laughs> we got too many. We got we had we know people that get gassed up to go do shit that they have no business doing. Uh-huh. But so so, what would you like me to start with, you or can, would you like me to just do one? You can no, you can do both, but I'll I'll take the middle slot because people are probably going to be upset now that I said that, and if I only do one, or if I don't do the one that has to do with me for sure, uh-huh. they're going to be like, no, we needed to hear that story. Like, what the <laughs> fuck were you out here doing? How'd you get gassed up? What'd you do? Uh-huh. Um. Okay. So let's start with the first one. This is this is a friend of mine. This was years ago. I don't know how many years ago this was, but let's just say five, six years, just, just to be safe. You know, years ago. Okay. This is this is this is old Earl again for everybody. I know you love your your old, old Earl. Earl. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> old Earl stories, you know. So money. <laughs> so well. So a friend of mine calls me one day, or I believe it was a text message. And the text message says, and well, you've heard us talk about Big Smokey J. He's going to listen to this. It's fine. Listen, nigga. Li- but, oh, no. Fuck that. Hold on. Let me address him real quick. Big Smokey J, I know you're listening. Listen, listen to this. Everyone that I speak about on this podcast, you guys, I'm, now I'm talking to everybody, but specifically him too at the same time. Y'all have to understand, I'm just going to say things sometimes. And... They're going to be truthful. I'm going to speak about them in a nice way. I'm not going to put your name out there. But you also have to understand that I'm not picking on you. This was some dumb shit that you were attempting to do in that you have to see the wrong in your ways. Okay, I'm not I'm not picking on you, but you got to laugh at this, too, because you were being fucking stupid. And that's that will only that will be the only capacity in which I talk about people on this podcast. I'm never just going to try to trash you. I gave you your nickname. You know who you are. You're, you were fucking stupid for this. Okay, so here we go. So one day, this guy texts me, and he says, it, it was off the rip, too. It wasn't even like a hello. It was just, hey, man. <laughs> 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 hey, 
<laughs> hey, I've been man, waiting I need for to... this story. <laughs> I, like ever since, hold on. Ever since we first started this podcast, obviously me and Earl have a slew of stories that we tell on this podcast. I have. This is one of the stories I've been waiting for this nigga to tell on here. Let's go. Oh, okay. All right. Let me just get a little bit of backstory. At this point in time, I may or may not have owned a gun. <laughs> okay. This guy knew that, his friend, and he had recently been been robbed. This was one of the many times he had been robbed. I don't know. <laughs> 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 One of the many times. Oh this motherfucker. Oh, listen, to my recollection, he is. He lucky, hey, he lucky. He lucky. Le- we call him. Hold on. He's lucky. We call him Big Smokey J on here and not L God. Oh, that's that, yeah, that's, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. It, it, I'm gonna comprise a list of all the L's that he's taken, and we have to go down them. But he oh, man. okay. <laughs> So one of the times he's been robbed for weed, okay, I forgot what time this was or how much they got him for. He, I, I know that he usually bought in bulk. So this was, Woo. you know, and we're younger too, so it's easily 150 more plus. I know he's gotten got for more than that. And, and it but, was probably some mid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he got robbed in some way. I believe it was one of those we meet up in some dark parking lot somewhere. I believe he went with a guy. The guy walked over and like gave the other guy in the car the money, said, hey, where's the stuff? The guy said to, to the guy that he came with, oh, stay here. It's at my house. I'm going to come back and give it to you. I'm going to I'm going to drive away, go get the drugs and bring them back to you, even though I could have just brought them here from the start and get in a regular Drug transaction. <laughs> right. The guy gave him the money. The guy gave him the money, went back, sat back in Big Smokey J's car. And and then the guy drove off. And then they waited. And no one ever came back with the drugs, as you would have assumed would have happened. Right. So I, so now I think that Big Smokey J at this point in time, he's sort of t- not really talking to this chick, but there's a chick around. There's a chick. There's the essence of a chick around. She's mm-hmm. talking to him. They're friends, okay? They she starts gassing him up, saying that he needs to go and figure this out. I don't even think it's necessarily the guy that ran off with the drugs. I think it's the guy that gave the money away. I think he's going to to see this guy, and I'm pretty certain this guy also worked with him mm-hmm. at the same restaurant that they mm-hmm. both worked at, right? Mm-hmm. So it's already weird because what are you gonna do? Like you're gonna you're going to go and try to intimidate this guy and then still work with him yeah. four days, five days out the week. Like, that's already weird. Anyway, she starts gassing him up. This this girl that he's hanging around is like, you need to you need to go handle yours. You need to get out here. And go figure that out. Uh-huh. Right. Get out here in these streets. This person, ladies and gentlemen, is not that guy. No. He's the furthest thing from a street dude. He's not yeah. in these streets like that. He ain't fighting yeah. nobody. He ain't pushing weight, moving drugs. He's not in any of that stuff. He's a video gamer no. that likes that that loves to get high. 
That's what he does. That's his lane. Okay. So this is where the gas and up starts. And this is actually, and I'm glad that I picked this one because this is a way it happens a lot of the time is women gassing men up because it works easier that way, especially if the guy has any hopes of ever fucking said woman. He's thinking, I like her. I would love at some point for my penis to have anything to do with her. Anything at all. (laughs) Whatever she's willing to do with my penis, I would be elated. Right? So if that means that I have to get gassed up and go run out in these streets and do something that's outside my character, then that's what I'm going to do. Let me hit my man Earl up. I know he got that thing on him. Hold on a second. Let me hit. <laughs> let me. Hold on, let me hit Earl up because because I know he got that yapa at the house. I know hammer. he got a little something right. And this is allegedly. This is allegedly. allegedly. I don't know if I ever had this. Guy. Yeah, exactly. But if I did have a gun, he hit me up for it. So, <laughs> so he hit me and said, "Hey man, you trying to let me? I need that thing off you." I need you to I need you to I need you to pass me the hammer. I need to get out here. I need that arm and hammer. <laughs> One, the fact that you came to me that you think that I'm going to allow you to have a gun is wild. And then when you tell me that it's to go and scare someone. So many things wrong. We have to break this down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said to me, Earl, it ain't going to get back to you. <laughs> Nigga, I know it's not going to get back to me because I'm not giving you anything. I know it's not going to get back to me. And what do you mean it's? Motherfuckers just be put, just be throwing, be throwing words together. It's not gonna get back to you. What, Nigga, what is, is it? it? <laughs> what is, yeah, what are you fitting to do? What are you talking about? It's not gonna get back to you. He said, he said, listen, man, I ain't gonna shoot him. First of all, the fact that you even had to say to me, you're not gonna shoot him. Like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> what are you talking to me about oh, right now? Listen, man. I ain't gonna shoot him. I'm just going to scam. I'm just going to pistol whip him a few times. Nigga, that's still assault. <laughs> with a deadly weapon. <laughs> and the guy works with you. He knows you. What if he's not nearly as street as you are thinking you are? And he just goes straight to the police and be like, hey, listen, this guy just yeah. came and pistol with me a couple of times. No, I know exactly who he is. He's going to be at work tomorrow at 8 a.m. with me. Yeah, you just come pick him up there. Like, what are you talking about? That's right. So... One of the biggest things about this is in street culture, okay, if you're going to uh, have a gun, if they say if you pull a gun, you, you better be, better ready, be to use ready to use it. That's right. To squeeze the trigger. you yep. need, If you're going to pull a gun, you need to be ready to take a life. Yep. Because you don't know what this other person is doing, what they have. You go pull out a gun if you want to. Say, say this. I give him the gun, right? I take out all the bullets. I make sure there's not a bullet in the chamber. Nothing. You go run off and you want to go be your little cowboy Clint Eastwood ass and go pistol whip somebody because you think that that's who you are now because you had old girl gas you up to do it. You go pistol whip the dude. 
he finds some equilibrium real quick and realizes that this may very well be a life or death situation. And he pulls out a gun with bullets. Yeah. Now what? Now, now you have a, a piece of iron in your hand that, that does, that cannot expel any bullets. Uh-huh. And he, and he has, he has a real gun with real bullets uh-huh. that can really take a life. Uh-huh. Now, 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 to some degree, I've gotten you killed. Yeah. And I'm in and I'm an accessory. Yeah. Definitely. It's not gonna get it ain't gonna get back to you, man. Come <laughs> on. Like, it ain't gonna get back to you, man. Come on. Like, so that in itself, that is a gas, a gassing up story. I clearly nothing nothing ever happened from it. He just got robbed. And that was the end of the story. He didn't do anything. That was that. Was, sometimes you just got to take that L because sometimes you'll go and try to you'll try to fight an L off. And this is where it just just hold. This is where it just hold the L comes from. Yeah. And this is yeah, a yeah. whole other explanation. That's a good now. point. Hold, That's a good point. Holding the L, holding the L, taking just taking a loss and hugging it. Sometimes you have to be okay with the loss uh, in life and just uh, and just take that. You have to find again the underlining theme through all this being gratitude. You have to be able to be to have gratitude, to find thankfulness in in taking a loss. You just yeah. gotta learn from that and keep it moving. Because sometimes when you try to fight the loss and you say, nah, I'm gonna get a win at it somehow. I'm gonna get a win. No, bro. Take the loss. That is your win. Just take the loss and walk yes. away. Because you're going to go try to get a win and pistol up someone, and you're going to take the ultimate loss. Yeah. The ultimate loss after that. Yeah. Just take your yeah. little L and walk off with it before you catch a bigger L. Trust me. Just just live to fight it's another okay. day. Live to fight another day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's definitely a way you want to – you definitely <laughs> – I think that's the most pervasive way of being gassed up is, is some someone – that you admire or that you probably just want to, you want to impress for whatever reason, mm-hmm. telling you that you need to go do something that's outside your character and that you, you just got no business doing. Yeah. Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, big Smokey J, but that was just, that was, that was fucking nah, ridiculous. I, big Smokey J has laughed with us about this story. That nigga is okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do, what do you what, um, what do you got? What's, what's your gassing up story? What so, so Earl, I'm about to tell you a story that I've never told you before. I'm putting myself out here. Um, yes! Ah! All right, people on the podcast been waiting 49 episodes to learn about Keon. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, there was a time I was a freshman in high school, and there was this guy. And you're gonna you're gonna Super. you're gonna see why I never tell this story because in hindsight, oh man, bitch ass nigga. Um, Go for it. So, <laughs> oh man. So um, there was this. This happened when I was a freshman in high school. There was this guy. Uh, I'm obviously not. I'm not gonna put his name out there. I'm just going to call him algebra. Okay. Um, and me in algebra had just kind of a. It's kind of an off and on relationship to the point where I just I, I just kind of didn't really fuck with this nigga. Um, OK. <laughs> and why? I didn't really have a reason. I, I met him in middle school, maybe when I was in like the eighth grade, maybe maybe seventh grade. 
Yeah. He came into school, you know, instantly became like the cool guy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody uh, knew him. And only way I can sum this up is maybe I was jealous. Not that I didn't have friends or I didn't have, you know, women at school that, you know, that I was cool with. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't uh, nothing like that. Like I had a, I was a cool right. kid. You know what I'm saying? I was a cool kid in high school. I mean, you know, middle school, yeah. high school. Like I, I had friends. I knew a lot of people. Um, you were, just, you were just hate. You were just hating on I was, the new guy. Listen, I was everyone hating. knows that in school, if you come through and you're new, you're just gonna get attention. That's just a, that's just what it is. You don't got to be the illest nigga that's doing like you don't have to be. I don't know all like all state football basketball champion. Like it doesn't even have to be that. You're just like a random dude, but you're new. You're fresh. You're gonna have eyes on you, and you're also going to have people hate on you simply because you're new and people have eyes on you. And you found yourself being one of those many haters. Yeah. Because that's what it was. This day and age, this day and age, I pride myself on not hating. That is not the type of person I am. But yes. this one moment in my life yes. that I can consciously think of, I was a hater. I was a full blown hater. Yes. Um, and okay. I've never talked about it before. Maybe with maybe with uh my fiance, but I've never I've never really told anybody this story. This is about I the was a hater. Hilarious. I was okay. a hater. So I'm at lunch one day. Algebra doesn't have the same lunch uh, as me. But I'm at lunch, eating lunch with, you know, whoever I was eating lunch with that day. Um, but there was this one guy eating lunch with me that was kind of a troublemaker. Um, he's always getting into fights, blah, blah, blah. Mm. This nigga knew how I felt about algebra and decided to use that shit against me and gas me up and tell me like oh yeah like i mean like what you gonna do about it like you know if you don't like you gonna fight that nigga like you don't fuck with that nigga like you know what i'm saying like like, like you should like like where is he at you know where he is what are you, like what you know? are you gonna do about it like there's something to be done exactly. about the fact that this guy just exists exactly 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 um you know, like, what do you, like, what do you, you know, like, you know where he's at? Like, you know, like, what, like, and, and of course, of course, I have a class with this nigga after lunch. So after lunch, yeah, after lunch, me and the guy that was gassing me up went and found algebra. And so here I am, like, getting ready to, like, Cause some sort of commotion, like which is not my in my character whatsoever. I go up to algebra, and oh my god, me in the gasser, we're we're sitting there in front of you know the class I'm about to have with algebra, and I don't end up fighting him, but I end up walking up to him, and I'm just like. Yo, you a you a bitch at you like you a bitch, you know what I'm saying? You a you a, you a bitch, and this nigga's just looking at me like, okay, Keon, is that like that's what you needed to do? Is that what you needed to do? And then I just kind of walk away, realizing how stupid that was. How I just let this nigga get into my mind. And convinced me that this was something that I needed that, that needed to be done. And honestly, still to this day, I think about that. I think about that shit. 
And it's just the mm. one is top three wackest things I've ever <laughs> done in my life. And the oh. and, and, you, and you know what the thing is is I think what bothers me the most oh my God. is the fact that that's all that algebra knows of me. Because algebra ended up moving mm. in like after that year. So 10th grade, 11th grade, senior year, there was no algebra. Yeah. So till this day, I, and not to say that algebra is still thinking about me or anything like that, but right. that's the note that we left off of. yes and mm-hmm. i don't like that because <laughs> i'm not that kind of person right now <laughs> that is so fu- yeah I, I know there's there's only i know you just got to work through it for the rest of your life man you just have to take those sort of ignorant losses and you just have to try to be yep. a better person there's nothing you can do about them and shit is done yep i've had a million of yep. them I'm, I'm fighting hard for the rest yep. of my life to try to rectify the piece of shit that I was for a long time. It's yeah. going to be a lifelong a lifelong endeavor. That's hilarious. You a bitch, nigga. Yep. <laughs> you a bitch. You over here what you he was light skin? He was light skin. He, light he wasn't skin. Like, you light skin, curly head, good-looking, chiseled jaw having motherfucker. You smooth talking, smart, fresh Got all the new pairs of Jordans, athletic piece of shit. That's that's probably what was happening. Because there's no reason to hate on anybody if they're not on the radar like that. If they're not on no. women's radar, if other dudes aren't looking he, at them like, damn, he kind of ill, like he cool. There's no reason to hate. Um, yeah, that's pretty. Everything you just said is, is pretty much it. This nigga had like he was on some TX <laughs> shit. He had like had all the cool dunks, all that shit, like. All the mm-hmm. girls liked him, yeah. and, and 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 that and that's why I had to bring this part up because it's like that wasn't to say that like the girls didn't like me because like girls did like me, but right. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I just started hating on this nigga because he just came in and it's just always, he was just instantly the shit. He was just instantly the shit. He he was yeah. instantly cool, and right. some part of the <laughs> the thirteen year old fourteen year old me did not like that. Yeah, hindsight yeah, is twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. You just like I put. You just like I put in the years. I put in the work. I've been here putting in the groundwork. Ooh. This motherfucker got to the school a week ago. How is he automatically cool? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, that's definitely some hate. There's definitely some hating shit. It is. I was a hater. Uh, okay. Getting gassed up. This is it for me. It's the last one. This is old Earl. These, these, this is this is external in the way of vices getting to you, drugs and alcohol. Let's say that I worked for a company, right? It's very prestigious. So it wasn't that long ago. We're very <laughs> large, very large hotel company. Okay. That has these annual holiday parties. Let's say I worked for a company like that and I went to a holiday party like that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, I don't know. Have you been to holiday parties? Because holiday certain holiday parties for certain companies can get ill. I, have, can, 
I've I've DJed some holiday parties, but I've never actually been oh, a guest in one. So I've been there. Oh, yeah, right. But so so you've seen there. people get loose. Yeah, but you don't have the backstory I've as definitely to why some people get, certain people getting loose is funny. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. You. you yeah, yeah, you got to have like backstory. You got to know why certain people hanging out at holiday parties is funny, why it's significant, why certain people being completely fucking blasted is hilarious beyond all hilarity. So this is another one of those moments that's kind of out of my element because one, the expectations that I had for the night is what makes it hilarious. I told myself I was going to go to this place because a couple of people were like, come on, Earl. Like, we always go to the holiday parties. Like, come and just, you know, meet some people. Come hang out. Just dance. Have a drink or two. Go home. Like, you don't got to do nothing crazy. So that's my expectations for the night. Sure. Yeah, I'll go out. Have a good time. Have a couple of drinks. Meet some people. Whatever. Not a big deal. I think it's like a three-hour party. I'll go for like an hour and a half, two hours. Like, I'm not really feeling that. I'll just go do it. So that's my expectation. I go out to this place. You get, it's supposed to be like a two drink minimum at this place. That's what it's supposed to be. But you don't have off-site contracted bartenders that are sponsored from any company or some shit like that. You have people that work for the company. You have people that you know that work at the company mm-hmm. that, that like you. And that don't really give a fuck about the two drink minimum. So you hand them your little two little tickets they just, you keep going up there. Hey, bro, give me the drink. I know I gave you, I know I'm out of tickets. Give me the drink. <laughs> give me the drink because they don't care. So everyone in there is, most people are drunk as fuck, having a good time. They're dancing. Now, supposedly, I'm really drunk and I'm starting to dance with like the CEO of the company because the CEO of the, like the owner of the company has come by to say a few nice words. Supposedly, I'm dancing with that person. It's like a fucking billionaire. I I mean, as long as they're dancing too, everything's cool. It's not like I just pulled their arm and just started dancing with them. It, like that would be a whole nother thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I probably would have been just been murdered and put so like in a ditch somewhere if that had been the case. But <laughs> this person had a great time. We're dancing, everything's cool. It wasn't until the party shut down where things started to get iffy. I'm getting gassed up because of the alcohol. Again, if you, you drink, you do drugs, you understand. And there may have been a little something else in my system. I'm feeling loose, I'm feeling confident. <laughs> I'm moving and shaking. I'm talking to everybody. I'm getting in photos with everybody because, you know, they got a little photo booth set up where everyone's going on and putting different accessories and hats and glasses and lays and shit on. So I'm going over there and I'm getting in everybody's photo. I'm talking to people. I'm dancing around. I'm all around. I'm working. I'm everywhere. If this ever happened, which it didn't. But if it did, this is what I would have been doing. (laughs) The party shuts down and there were two women that asked if I wanted to come up and continue to party because they had gotten some like a hotel room upstairs. They're like, do you want to come? They, these were employees. They were like, yeah, we got a hotel room. You want to come hang out? We're just going to extend the party since this shit is only like a couple hours on. I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. Like got some people coming up there. Y'all got the bottles on deck and y'all just inviting people. Yeah, I'll definitely go up there, which is a bad idea anyway, because you shouldn't be having any sort of parties in the place that you work, regardless if it's a hotel or not. Right. But I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm in a space to make bad decisions, so I'm ready to go. They tell me the room number. This is very important. They tell me the room number. I know that by the room number that it's on the third level, but then it, like 10, 15 minutes later, I'm drunk. I kind of forget the other two numbers. After the party, 
I go up to the third level. I know that it's somewhere between 320 and 340, the room number. I start walking around. I'm stumbling around the hallways off my ass. This is probably the one of the last times that I was like bent. I'm talking about faded, drunk. It's not that much fun. So I'm walking around, drunk, stumbling around. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They have these little doors up on the third level. You can just walk out and just bring you to a little terrace or something like that. Walked out in one of those. I'm pissing off the third story balcony. Pissing off the third story balcony. I'm an employee in this place, by the way. Allegedly, of course. I would never, I would never, would never really do this. But I thought I'd bring this, this, you know, fictional story to the people just in case, you know what I mean? You can, you can put your imagination together and just think about what if I did it, right? I didn't do this. So I'm walking around, taking a piss off the third story balcony. I come back in. Again, I don't know the exact number of the room. I start walking around to different to different rooms, to different doors. Knocking on doors. (laughs) I was stumbling around, allegedly stumbling around drunk as fuck. 1130 at night, something like that. Knocking on guest doors at a hotel. Probably about 10 of them. Walking through the hallway. Doop, doop, doop. Oh, no. Not that room. Okay. Next room. Nope, not them. Next room. I don't understand. When you talk about your conscious, you talk about discerning, you talk about making decisions, making choices, foreboding, forethought. I don't know sometimes where this shit comes from. Aside from being gassed up in some way, shape, form or fashion, something or someone gets you thinking you can do it. You can do it all. Whatever it is you're about to do, you can do it. And if there are to be consequences from it, You'll rise. You'll rise to the top. You'll figure it out. I finally get to the room. The door was ajar. I walk in. It's just them two. There's no one else there. Then my monster was working a little bit differently, but I didn't go overboard. So I'm like, okay, this is two chicks in here. This is interesting. Like, whatever. They offer me some drinks. We're drinking. Having a good time. One of them looks me in my eyes and said, you know what? This other, this other chick, she's too nice to tell you, but I'm going to let you know. Either you drop some dick off right now for both of us. And this is how she said it. She said, you drop some dick off for both, for both of us right now, or you got to go. One, I'm stupid hammered and it's not fun when you're a stupid hammer trying to perform, right. it's not. Right. Secondly, secondly, only 50% of this looked like fun. <laughs> 50, per- 50% of this looked like fun. And, 50, if, and the other 50% looked like my nightmare. So, uh, and, and, and only, if I'm being honest, <laughs> and if I'm being honest, only 
60 to 70% of that 50% looked fun. (laughs) So I opted. So I opted in my drunk mind to get the fuck up and leave. Honestly, I was like, ah, well, I'll, I'll actually go. I'll actually just get, thank you for the offer. Thank you for letting me know that in order for me to hang out anymore or have any more drinks that there was dick to be dropped off. First of all, don't, don't just tell me, don't just have me come through the, the, the hotel. Like they was treating me like a joint. Like I was the joint yeah. for the night. Yeah. Like they had picked me out of the group of people at the fucking party and picked it. It was like, yeah, he's the joint. I'm come through, give him a couple drinks. Are you dropping dick off or not? Like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm definitely out of here now. Cause again, they also are talking to young one with himself to some degree. I wasn't completely with myself, but to some degree, I was working towards it. Uh-huh. So I'm like, nah, you're not talking to me like that. And, and look in the way that you looking at the same time. Sorry. So I left, <laughs> I left. Now I walk out of some, now I walk out of some door that I've never walked out of before in this, in this hotel. And I'm lost. It's dark outside. I'm lost. I'm walking around the fields of this place for 20 some odd minutes. Don't know where I am. Start following lights. Finally get back to the parking lot. I get in the car. Shouldn't be driving. Drive over to this other, this restaurant, this bar down the street where my friends told me to go. I get there. They're getting in the car. I'm like, fuck you guys doing getting in the car. You guys just told me to come here. They're like, we're going to, we're going to Maryland. About to go to Maryland to go to the strip club. Let's go. I'm like, bet. I'm with it. I get in the car, drive out to like Baltimore or something like that, someplace in Maryland, and end up in a strip club talking. Yeah, I was just those sort of those younger nights where you just get up and you just go. Like you don't care. There's no itinerary. You don't give it. No one has to have anything set in stone. You just get up and whatever someone says, you are with it. Sure, I'm doing that too. So I just get in the car. We go to Maryland. I'm in a strip club while they're throwing ones. I'm sitting over here having a trying to have a real conversation with a stripper, figuring out, you know, why it is she does. She's going through school, having a real conversation with her. Don't end up getting back to the crib probably about because I would go to a strip club and actually try to have a real conversation with a stripper when they're just trying to get some money. Right. I wouldn't be that guy and end up getting back to the crib around like 4 a.m. in the morning, some shit like that. But this is none of these things would have happened. Had I not got gassed myself with the drugs and alcohol that were in my system that night, Mm -hmm. making me believe that I can go do whatever, there'll be no repercussions. This actually may not even be the best one because there really were no bad, you know, repercussions to anything that happened. But this is also one of those moments where I say if any of these factors had changed just an iota, just a modicum of change would have happened in any one of these variables, my life could have drastically been changed. Whether we're talking about the drunk, the drunk driving that was being, you know, had, which is a terrible thing to do, which is just wild, which is why I fuck Elon's got to get all these automated cars on the road because all of us are just dumb and just don't know what the fuck we're doing. And we crash into people and just drink and don't care about other people on the road. Or we're talking about the fact that I'm going and knocking on doors. Could it automatically easily been caught on camera, walking around stumbling and stuff. Somebody could have, any of these 10 doors could have answered them. What the fuck are you doing here? I'm sitting there drunk. They could have called people, been like, yo, who the fuck is this at my door? Easily fired. Like, there's just a million different things that that could have that could have taken place. So that was me being gassed up. That's me being gassed up. That's what I got. That's what I got for the people. 
So I'm glad. Right, yeah, man. we both we both decided to share share a little bit about our fuckery. Yeah, our dumbassness. Yeah, and in, in our pastimes, dumbassness. Jeez, Louise. Allegedly, all of this was alleged. All of this is just it's just fun. Entertainment <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Entertainment, right? Yay! <laughs> all jokes. All jokes. Um. You'd like to move on to our next thing, sir. Our next thing. Again, this is sponsored by Gratitude Noun. The quality or feeling of being grateful or thankful. Gratitude. Thank you. Um, And and, and this next one, boy, here we are. We're, We're back to pulling our card. We're back to going to our meaningfulness card. If you're ready to, you got to knock it out. Let's go. Our meaningfulness card that we pulled last week and we'll be doing today is if you could run your own country, what would it be like? All right. So I will start off by saying. Clearly, there's no fucking way that we're about to go through every single policy and over and under and just detail of what makes a country a country and what it would be like for ours. So I assume that you and I would probably go find something because we both, it's not like we hate America. We love America. A lot of things that we can do here in America, we love our lives, affords us a lot of, a lot of luxuries, like again, not being able to really give a fuck or want to go and get groceries or put gas in your car, right? It affords us a lot of things. There are certain things that I'm sure Every one of us would like to tweak. Yeah. Unless you're some um, American purist. And if you're some American purist, and probably racist. But anywho, <laughs> because what's because what's more um, what's more pure in America than racism? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, what is more what is more American than than racism? <laughs> like anyway, um so I'm certain that there's just some 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 very strong and pervasive, ever looming things that we would probably like to shift around. Mm-hmm. Mine certainly aligns with the underlying theme of gratitude. Okay. I would like for you to go first, sir. Okay. So one thing I would definitely implement in my country or my world or however you want to, uh, however you want to say it, is a cap limit on the age of the officials who govern. Um, I think that you should. I think you should be able to age out of the government. I think that should be a thing. Why? You tired of all these old ass niggas? Yeah. <laughs> running around running the world (laughs) so so like the thing is it's like the country is progressing at an alarming rate especially right now and I feel like we have a bunch of old ass niggas in the government that were born a long time ago and I feel like their experiences (laughs) are still kind of with those times you know what I'm saying? A lot of people feel a certain mm-hmm. way because they grew up in a certain time. And so they've taken that right. with them. 
I think that it would do the government some good to bring in younger, fresher faces. Um, and I mean, you know, yeah. we're getting some of that right now. But like Supreme Court justices, most of them don't leave until they die. Like, what the fuck kind of shit is that? <laughs> like, no, I feel like you should age out that at a certain wild. point. As a, as, as like when a new generation of people are starting to be born and come into this into this world, I feel like government officials should definitely age out and make to make more room for newer, fresher faces that are going to implement yeah. better po- policies and whatnot for the world that we're going into, not for the world yeah. that they're about to fucking leave behind when they die in ten years. Yeah, like yeah, 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 for sure. There, yeah, there's definitely got to be more of a balance between age you know, wisdom and discernment because those things come with age. Clearly, we talk about it all the time. The older we get, the way that we're looking at things and you're talking about your conscious using it, you know, so, you know, there, there definitely is something behind the age. I get that. You want people to be able to to have seen and experienced enough to really be able to talk about things and you want them to be able to to come together with proper and just discernment for us in the future. Mm-hmm. But... You know, and you know that, so you can't have them be too young. Yeah. But then at the same time, we also understand what age does to the brain, what it does to people and how people are setting their ways. Like we get that. But for some reason, when it comes to some of the most important jobs in the world, we're just like, ah, nah, fuck it. Let them, let them be. Yeah. Talking about 80 something year, 90s, like (laughs) Yeah, no, we don't. Stop it. Stop it. No, no. I love my grandma to death. Fuck that shit. I would never want my grandma to be in charge of a motherfucking thing. I don't give a fuck what it is. I talk to my grandma all the time. I don't want that woman running a fucking thing. Lovely, sweet old woman, gray hair. What's she like 90, 91 right now? She scoots across the floor and she makes the most ridiculous little meals for herself. Her meals are stupid. She's just, she's just, she's just weird. She don't want to, once once she gets to a certain point where you're having a conversation about something and she doesn't quite understand some new shit or whatever the fuck it is you're talking about, she's like, well, listen, 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 because y'all talking about, see, this is what I don't like to, I don't like to talk to y'all because Everything's got to be all philosophical. Every time you want to say something, y'all, you and your father always got to come back with some trying to think over here. And I'm just like, all right, you know what? As an older person, there's just certain things that you're not willing to get on board with. Mm -hmm. It's it's extremely hard, even with the wisdom that you've had to to try to update, like I say, that software Mm -hmm. for you to really try to see things in a different light. Mm-hmm. It's extremely, extremely difficult if this is all you've ever known and now you're 90 years old. But I'm trying to tell you, you need to. But we have a whole generation of people growing up a different way, using tools that you don't even know what the you don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you about a, a group message or Instagram or a Twitter or this or that. And you don't even know what I'm talking about, let alone how to use it or what it's used for. So so yeah, I no, I feel I feel what you're saying. You gotta have some people that are ears to the streets, but still have enough wisdom to be able to make, you know, real 
real decisions with real forethought and real deliberation amongst people and your peers that have those same qualifications. But nah, doing that shit until you die, get the fuck out of here. We got yeah. we have to start looking at things differently. And I, I I agree with you. That's one of those things. Get these old ass fucks out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that I had is, you know, which is a re- a huge problem right now for us is more taxes for the rich. I don't understand. It j- it really bothers me that these people have all this money, but mm. either find ways to not pay taxes or pay less mm. taxes with people who have way less money than them. And the way the the way I'm thinking about it is is that whoever is in power is obviously aiding these people. You know what I'm saying as far as how their taxes are being paid. Mm. It's yeah. it's all just a big fucking mm. power trip. Like you you get all the you get these billionaires on your side you cut their taxes a bit so that they keep fucking funding you and keeping you in power, keeping your ideas in power, keeping whatever mentality you're pushing forward in power. And so mm. I think there, you know, obviously that, that gets a little broader than just taxes, but it, it all comes from the, from this, from power, the people governing us. It's, I feel like for a lot of them, it's just more about power than it is people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And that has everything to do. Are are you done? Whenever um, you're done, and what you just said has everything to do with my country. <laughs> when you say that this that a lot of things are geared towards power and influence, mm-hmm. and the perpetuity of the greatest and most immense amount of revenue that we can possibly make mm-hmm. over. Just people in basic needs yeah. for, for the most amount of people. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah so that, like, that has everything to do like with mine. Actually, Go I'm going to give you a kind of a, a somewhat of a good example here. So I don't know if you heard, but Texas is going through some shit right now. They got they, they've got a huge winter storm that okay. has just hit them um, and they don't know how to handle it. People's everybody's pipes are freezing up. Millions of people are without power in Texas right now. Um, and I came across this article from Fox. You already know how Fox rolls. I came across (laughs) this article from Fox. And so these people, even the governor of Texas, who is a Republican, they're, they're, they're on here talking about how, oh, look at, look at, look at what the the green new deal is doing to Texas. We want to follow this and follow that and blah, blah, blah. Look at look at what we're going through now. Everybody wants to be look at look at how the power look at all the, how the resources aren't working for us. Blah 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 on Fox News, and then then I go to read other articles which are talking about how eighty percent of the power that Texas uses comes from fossil fuels, which has nothing to do with the Green New Deal. They're over here talking about oh well, look, we had a winter storm in the wind turbines that all these green new deal people want to use, they're all frozen up now because of, because of, you know, because of the storm. And I, and then, but whole time, most of the power you guys get have nothing to do with these wind turbines at all. You're just pushing an agenda that Mm -hmm. fits your mentality. Just pushing an agenda that fits 
how you feel on that side, but it's not true. Like, I don't, I can't get with the lying, <laughs> the blatant lying, just to yeah. keep people on your side and to keep your power and to keep your influence. The blatant lying. Shit is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, fuck. It's, the, it's, it's deep. And it's the, deep. Yeah, it is. And the last thing I'm going to say is obviously my country is going to have more equality. It's going to have more equality. It's going to have Wait more. Up. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I, listen, all these things sound nice. The question always. I mean, people, you can you can draw up a utopia. Oh, yeah. It's not like people haven't tried to find ways of comprising all the best things to ever say about anyone or any institution and just can put that together on a, on a big screen or in a book or in an essay or just in their fucking minds or in a conversation. We know what things people feel like they need and want to live a happy life. It's about how you actually implement that into whatever working system you have in a practical manner, because that, that's what it is. Like you have to get it to work somehow. So how do you bring equality? Yeah. That's yeah. that's a lot of the question there is how do you get equality working? So a little bit of what you've talked about, definitely a whole lot of what I'm about to talk about. I'm going to bring from hue and cry to humble pie back. I haven't done this in a while. It's a little phrase that I, that I was thinking about. And as as known as ubiquitous, haha, <laughs> spelling bee word, as ubiquitous as this word is, widespread, well known as this phrase is, and as far back as it goes, you got for me at least, ask questions as to why. Why do certain things stick around? Because they're golden, that's why. Play on words here. All that glitters is not gold. That is the phrase. Appearances are not what they seem. A saying that must have been used for a thousand years or more in a favorite of poets. It's thought to be a Latin in origin. Shakespeare used it in the Merchants of Venice in 1596. If you ever read the Canterbury Tales, that was written 1387. However, all that glitters is not gold. And that's the truth that we're often told. Uh, 1700s, 1900s. Poets, authors have been putting it out there again and again and again and again and again. All that glitters is not gold. It looks really, really, really nice. Maybe there's no value to it all. Maybe you get it and it's vacuous. It's empty. It leaves you feeling empty. It's not at all what it doesn't bring you at all what it is you thought it was going to bring you. And the question is for all of us. How long do you have to continue to do something or search for something that you think is going to fulfill you before you realize, oh, this actually isn't it? I can't just keep drinking looking for it, or keep doing these drugs looking for it, or keep fucking whatever walks looking for it, or keep using people looking for it, or keep going to the Hobby Lobby and wherever else trying to acquire a bunch of items looking for what this is going to do, what, how this is going to fulfill these voids inside me. How long do you have to do that? My country is going to be based on some different values. We're going to try to look at things differently. 
You've heard of GDP before, correct? Yes. Gross domestic product. What is it that we're making and we're getting out of here? That is how we measure our success. What do we make? How, how much are we selling? How much product and service are we making and selling? What is our revenue? What is the bottom line? That is how we measure our success, our progress. That is it. Our, our quality of living. It is through money and revenue, economics. That is one slice of the pie when it comes to life itself. Okay, but it's hard growing up in a world where these these images have been pushed in your face all the time, where you're constantly being sold things at every point in turn. And this is this is how you've been. This is how you've been taught. How much money are you going to make? You got to make money. You got to support yourself. You got to this and that money, money, money. So when I go back to that, that talk of the stream of consciousness, this is something that's just been going through my mind through all these different talks I've been having with a lot of people. Gratitude, that movie in time with Justin Timberlake, I told you about just to show you just how long this has just been going through my mind, all these different thoughts and the way they've been slowly congealing, right? Waiting for this sort of talk to be had. I was having a conversation with my aunt the other day about about movies and films and beautiful people and who's good, who could be good in this cast, who could be good in that. Oh, I don't like that person. They don't have what it takes to be playing this sort of person. Like that Lupin character I told you, where I felt like he wasn't nearly suave enough to be playing a con man, right? right? And we started talking about UK movies and films versus American and how usually over here, we really, really look up to this, this idea of beauty that we've been sold. Right. And in all of its various ways, this this idea of beauty. And so we put a lot of beautiful people. That's who's at the top when it comes to a lot of different things of beautiful people. They're not necessarily the most talented, but we like to look at them. You start looking at British shows. Nigga, no, like, yeah, like like you'll catch some good looking just because they're good looking people that do it. But like that's not what they gear it towards. A lot, a lot of times, the main English. characters, side main characters, <laughs> they're just regular people yeah. that act well, yeah. that that know the craft and act well. So it's just a yeah. different way of growing up, seeing things. It's not, it has to be the most beautiful people. And that small bit of media, just, it's not even a small bit. I shouldn't even say that. But that way of media, that way of impressing upon the people that watch this stuff is a, is a different way of looking at the world. So instead of looking at this, you know, GDP as our indicator for where we are and how well we're doing, I started thinking about things differently and I found that other people have as well. Have you ever heard of gross national happiness? No. No. Who the fuck has? No one. So, so this is a new way of looking at what we need as human beings and how we move forward trying to indicate the the rise the the ebbs and flow of of the waves right is are all boats really rising on the same tide 
And and what are those boats? What are those different things that we need to be looking at if it's not just going to be about the domestic product, if it's not going to be about what it is that we're selling, right? Because mm-hmm. that's 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 a question that needs to be answered. So first and foremost, quick history lesson. You ever heard of the fourth dragon king? Nope. The fourth dragon king from Bhutan, I believe this is East Himalayas. He was made king at the age of 15, 16, I believe, in Bhutan. That's a very young age to become a king, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. I know that that's happened in the past, but it's just super young to just be put in front of a bunch of people or kingdom and be like, all right, you figure it out. But this was 1972. This is not that long ago. Right. This is a new way of looking at this. This is all relatively new. He is looking around at the world around him with him and his advisors, I'm sure of it. And seeing that in a lot of different places where it's commercial, 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 materialization, capital, a, there seem to be some people that end up with a lot of shit and then a bunch of people that end up with close to nothing. All right. And some people scattered around in the middle. And that that wasn't necessarily serving everyone. This young boy was trying to figure out a way to serve everyone. Right. In a more holistic sense, meaning every every part of them that makes a whole trying to find more ways every way that makes a human being an experience how can i augment that how can i make every bit of your life better and not just worried about who's getting financial gain and who's not right mm-hmm. so then he starts looking at gross, gross national happiness and they start coming up with this with these with these new plans okay <laughs> Here we go. You got to measure what matters. I'm on GNHUSA.org. This is Gross National Happiness USA.org. It's a nonprofit organization that is trying to get information out to the people and work with, you know, different nations on implementing new policies that measure these things when it comes to the, the indicators. So these are the domains of measurement. Psychological well-being that has to do with life satisfaction, positive emotions, negative emotions, spirituality. You have material well-being, standard of living. Uh, So standard living standards, assets, housing, household per capita income. You have health, mental health, self-reported health status, healthy days, disability. Time usage between work, sleep, education, literacy, schooling, knowledge, value, cultural diversity and resilience. And you speak of speak native language, cultural participation, artistic skills. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, you know, community vitality, donations, community relationship, family safety. So. You don't know any of your fucking neighbors. You might know, you might know one, you might know two, but we've spoke about this before that community is something that, that we need. Again, that's something the pandemic taught us is we need community. It would be nice to go out and feel safe talking to your next door neighbors, knowing them on a first name basis, going out, doing volunteer work, hanging out, hanging out with these people, having more of a sense of community so that when you go out, you're not just in a world full of stress. Like as soon as you walk out of your house, you're in a room full of strangers. Mm-hmm. You you know people. 
and you feel like they got your back that you, you can feel safe letting your children go out and play, right. letting your young girls go out and play because you know, everyone, everyone talks, everyone, they get together, they do stuff. So, so it's just a very interesting way of looking at stuff. There's something called multidimensional poverty index, right? So, and, and this is just, this is reframing the way that we look at our lives and what is valuable because you could easily say that you're not a wealthy person, right? And you said it before when I've joked around and been like, oh, Keon, you wealthy. You'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm not wealthy. <laughs> People only ever look at wealth when it comes to their pockets. People never look at these under uh, these other indicators of things that enrich or that you know, dismay their lives. So when I think about my childhood and growing up and being in high school and having all these friends that I talked about and having this sense of community, I've been extremely wealthy in that regard. I've been extremely wealthy. I've been very wealthy in regard to the relationships with my loved ones, because I know that there have been people that have been broke in that respect, extremely poor, in that respect. And that holds value. And it should hold value the same way that we look at money. You're like, oh yeah, you know, you see people with a million, two million, five, fifty million, a billion dollars, but and you say they're wealthy. They're wealthy in that way. They could have no one that likes them. Them getting to that money has burned all the bridges that they had before and if you know, split and divided people in the family because work because money works like that. A lot of times you and your friends, whatever the case may be. Now you have that money, but you are broke as hell when it comes to your friendships and your relationships with close people. You're broke as hell when it comes to your sense of community because you make so much money or maybe you're so famous. You don't even feel like you can really touch the people. You can't even really go out and be amongst people like that anymore because you're constantly being accosted by paparazzi or just weird fanboys and girls wanting you to fucking do whatever just to get a picture with them and post online. So you there are just many different ways that you can be. That's why I call it multidimensional poverty index. You can be poor in mad ways. You can be rich in mad ways. But I definitely think that people should go and look up gross national happiness, do a little bit of research on it, go to GNH usa.org just start looking at it differently because it will it will change your mind about the way that you value different things it's really interesting it's and it's and it's not difficult in in this world this country i'm thinking of it's not difficult to think of a few different ways to care about the people inside of it one of the, the the very first things that come to my mind is we all watch tv or you know YouTube or whatever, any place where they're ads, it's always, again, trying to sell you something, sell you something, sell you something. They got, it's a fucking Gillette commercial with some good looking Thor looking ass nigga shaving his face. And then afterwards, <laughs> some chick, you know, the walks up afterwards that looks like Halle Berry that's rubbing his face like, oh, yes, Gillette. And then the commercial goes off. Yeah. How difficult do you think it would be? How difficult do you think it would be to have something in place where every now and again, a little commercial comes on and it's just a bunch of people getting together for a family dinner 
And it just it just says something like, get together with your family, love one another. And then it just goes off and then goes. Like, is that difficult? Is it difficult to just to just put things in front of us that that are are clearly there to make us happy? It's weird when you start thinking about when you really start thinking about it. It's weird. It's weird that we don't just have things implemented enough things implemented that are just geared towards making us happy that are just pushing positive ideas from to us and i'm talking about on just the main that's the issue with why why people are fucking hating not necessarily twitter twitter's doing better with the uh fact checking and all that but like facebook that they're just able to press out all of this bullshit all this fake news that you're talking about and just Mm -hmm. allowing people to say whatever with these algorithms and just push all this unsavory distasteful sort of information back and forth that further polarizes that's the whole issue there is like why can't we just have some shit in place where people just say some nice things to one another every now and again just push something that tries to encourage us to think and and come together like those now we made fun of it but those nfl commercials those super bowl commercials just a little something that just comes on and says hey listen Go talk to somebody today. Go love somebody. Love yourself. Get together and have have a family dinner or something like that. March 20th is International Happiness Day. The UN, they they signed off on this as International Happiness Day. Through GNHUSA.org, they have this thing where they want people to have these family dinners, these happiness dinners, they call them, where they just want people to come together, take some ideas from them. I think they have a list of topics and things like that they would like for you to talk about with your family and friends, but you just host the dinner, you hashtag it, you video it, you take, you know, uh, pictures and stuff like that, but it's, it's not selling anything. It's just, we want you guys to get together. That's all it is. It's, I'm just talking about the type of media or commercials that just, that aren't trying to sell you something based on making you feel like shit. If you don't have it, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, Get on there and saying nice things like love your family, go talk to someone, do some therapy, meditate, like just small things like that. But it's just it's very interesting way of, of, of looking at things. But we need to have a country where we start looking at gross national happiness more. And happiness isn't some weird woo woo, holly jolly fucking feeling that I'm talking about. I'm talking about happiness that comes from the basic things that human beings need to feel good, which are safety and security for the people, for them and the people that they love, whether it be food, you know, housing, again, sense of community. People don't feel like they got the time to go out, giving people their time back, finding a way to do that so that they can get out and get into the community and do more things like that. But we have to definitely find a way to, to focus more so on the way that people feel because when I look around, I don't think that these motherfuckers give a shit about how we feel inside. I don't. I think it's about the bottom line. We need the money. We need the money. And maybe maybe the world that I'm talking about doesn't have the most booming economy that we've ever seen on the face of the planet. But I think that's OK, though. I think that's OK. I know it's a really rough sell telling people maybe we should just focus on having less items but focus on having more when it comes to 
a sense of community and how we feel and conversation and togetherness and love and peace and compassion and all these things. I know it's a hard sell, but I think it's something that we definitely need to look into. Like you said, things are things are going. Life is going forward. We're getting older. Motherfuckers in the the Supreme Court are getting older as dust. Them niggas (laughs) need to leave. They need to leave. Just like a lot of these ideas we've been working on so long need to leave. And we need to start looking at other ways of viewing life and what we give a shit about and what we're going to give our time and efforts towards. But I think that if anything, we all know that there's a time for change. And I don't think that this is a bad one. Gross national happiness. Do you do your research is an interesting. It's a very, very interesting thing. That's mostly where, where my country's headed. That's that's a lot of where right. my country's headed for sure. Like that's it. what I got. Yeah, I, I do. And, think and, that, and, and the next card. Good. Oh, no, I was going to say, um, go. I do think that um, people try to, to, you know, persuade, you know, with happiness and show you all this holly jolly joyous stuff. But at the same time, it's only to market their brands. It's not really about right. whether they want you to actually feel this or not. They just want you yes. to buy this thing. Um, yes. And then they're going to put, you know, a little a couple up on the television that looks like they're having fun while this thing is happening. And they just, you know, so if you buy this thing, yes. you could also feel like this too. It's not about the happiness itself. It's about the product. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I exactly. Like sometimes people just need to take. Sometimes people just need to take, like I said, a little bit of a loss, instead of just like Big Smokey J and and taking that taking that loss of just getting getting got. Okay, this motherfucker got me. I gave him one hundred fifty for the weed. I didn't get the weed. What I don't need to do is go get this gun from Earl and go and pistol whip this dude and try to make a win out of it. I'm just gonna hold this L and walk off with it. It's the same thing. I feel like. We don't need to try to to make people happy just so that we can get them to sell some shit. So it's not really even quite making them happy because that's not the intent in it. It's like, I got to make some money. So I'm going to get them to smile for a second while they buy this thing. But that's not really going to be sustainable. We're talking about sustainable gratitude and happiness. That's what we're talking about. So just take that. So just take a small economic loss. And make some commercials because I understand it takes money. So make some commercials or some or some things in the media or whatever that that are geared towards making people happy. And you you take that small economic loss, but you get a much bigger gain in the way that people feel because people, individuals thrive and then the community thrives and then the nation thrives. It's a it's a simple equation. So I just think you got it. You got it. You got to take that and run with it. Yeah, you got you got to do that. You got to do that. The next card, the next card, our next meaningfulness card that we will be getting to next week is what are you working towards that? What the fuck did it say? What are you working towards that you could use help with? What are you working towards that you could use help with? It's a good one. Yeah, we can't always do it on our own. That, that self-made shit is not real. <laughs> self-made shit is not like somebody helped. Like, what does that mean? Like somebody helped you along the way. You had a team behind you. Right. You didn't create everything by yourself. So yeah, no. we all need some help some somewhere from someone. Uh 
Yeah, and that's 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 pretty that's pretty much it. This is this was a good one. Yeah, this was a good one. Was. Again, good. episode forty nine. Brought to you by gratitude. You got any words? You have anything people? else? You have uh my uh yeah, I'll give I'll give some I'll give some last words for the people. Look into gross national happiness. I'm dead ass serious. Like I was looking at this and it was it was just blowing my mind. I've been having ideas about this before, but then when I heard a little bit about it and then read up on it, I'm like, okay, some of this sounds a little hippy dippy, but when you really get into it, it's just a new way of looking at things, and it's it's and you don't and economics doesn't drop out of the equation. You still have to you still have to account for the money. It's just not everything. It's not the entirety of our existence and what it is we're working towards. And that just, it, it even it kind of this age blows my mind that that's even the case. That I even have to have this conversation of we should be looking at the bigger pie with all of its slices. And that shit ain't just money. Right. It's just not. This is now just a more articulated in in well worked out way of being able to look at it, so it doesn't just seem like this is just some really lofty fucking dream, you know. It, it's it's something that's achievable, and it's and it's awesome. You can you can really get involved in this in an easy way. It just it just starts with us. So yeah, get definitely get into gross national happiness and see what that's about. Uh, my last words are a quote what you got? that I heard. I heard a quote uh, watching one of my hiking videos on YouTube um, that this lady, uh, the, the hiker, she was talking about herself hiking the uh, Appalachian Trail. And she said, most people don't do great things because great things don't always feel great when you do them. And I felt mm. like that really resonated with me because... I think I've held myself back a lot in life by not doing things simply yeah. because I didn't want to put the work in. And it's a huge mistake. So yeah. don't allow yourself to fall yes. behind. Not everything is going to be easy. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Nah. Yeah, nah. That's the difference between <laughs> between you and, and, and niggas that you know doing some real shit. Is the fact that yeah. they decided they were gonna put, they were gonna work for it. They were gonna put the hard work in and stay consistent. Because yeah. not only are you staying consistent working at your craft, so, so that there's, you know, there's just more on your resume, but you're learning every single time that you're doing it. You're slowly taking that rock and sharpening that sword every single time you do it. That's the only difference between, yeah. That's that's the only difference is you got to get out there and put that work in. It's not gonna find itself. Right. But. But all right, that's it. That was a good one. I enjoyed this. All right, all right. We out of here. We out of here. Love you guys.